I am your host. Uh, we'll start over. I'm your host, as always, Jeff Harvey. Uh, and this is Star Trek Europa. Uh, Eva is mad and uh, has decided that I don't need to have sound today. But there we got it fixed. Um, let's Man, start you turned her voice off. She's just getting back at you. Yeah, exactly. Legit. That's all right. It's absolutely possible. Uh, <sighs> links in the things in all the places. It's uh, Linktree, uh, Studio Temple, plus all the other things. I will, uh, I'll throw up a link in the chat now that I have it up and saw that we didn't have sound. So let's go ahead and go back to Brian. Brian, uh, go introduce yourself and uh, talk about what yes. we had to plug. My name is Brian. I'm playing several characters, including guest Beth Page, uh, the operations officer aboard the Europa. Uh, and uh, uh, the only thing I have to plug is that on the 27th, I will be running a one-shot of Avatar Legends uh, uh, for, for Jack's charity stream, which I'm sure he'll go more into detail. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, 27th uh, Avatar Legends. Awesome. Evelyn, let's try yours again. All right. I'm Ev. You can find me on TikTok at Caffeinatrix. I am playing Dr. DeSavio Nant, our CMO and EXO. I'm also playing Lieutenant Fiona Mills, one of our security officers, and Ensign Rebecca O'Connor. Um, I am no longer on St. Pete by Night every other weekend because my gangrel met a very untimely end, but you can go back and watch that stream session uh dated july 8th and still keep going checking them out they're selling some really amazing story over there i'll be back eventually with a different character just not on stream right away you're still doing uh admin over there over there right you're still yeah. doing okay so there so you're still over there doing um i am no longer a part of same heat by night at all but uh i still recommend everyone enjoy it i just don't have time i didn't have time for it but i think everyone should have a good yeah. time and go over there and, and check it out and uh my friend kent runs that and uh, good people so um jack you're up yes hello uh i'm jack i play captain arani ambrose along with all kinds of awesome other characters that we might see later on today uh but this is not all i do as brian has already mentioned uh i am in the midst of running a month-long july uh month-long Charity Drive for Reproductive Rights and Abortion Access. It's just something I believe very strongly in. It's a very important issue. Uh, and I think we all need to come together and raise as much awareness and, most importantly, as much money as we can for the organizations and the people who desperately need it right now. Uh, so you can find more information on that over on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension, and over on our Twitter, where you can find me uh, at PPLS Ascension uh, on Twitter because the whole thing didn't fit. Uh, we have, let's see, I do actually have my little poster here, if you look, can look down in my box over here. Uh, we have, we're already on Tuesday, it's already Tuesday and we're playing Star Trek. Uh, tomorrow, we have uh, tomorrow, that's the 13th of July at 6 p.m. EST, we are doing Alchemical Romance. It's basically fantasy, uh, fantasy breakfast club. It's going to be a good time. And then on Thursday, we have a game of Monster Hearts 2 run by Zoe Trooper, who was just on season three of RPGs Uncovered, which is my main uh, my main endeavor, but that is on hold for the moment for this charity drive. Uh, usually what I do, and I have a season, I have season four, we're on season four already, season four coming up in around mid-August uh, of RPGs Uncovered. That is a series dedicated to showing just how quick and easy it can be to learn a new TTRPG. So come hang out on my channel, raise some money for uh, the National Abortion Federation and the Center for Reproductive Rights, and 
have fun with some cool some cool games and your donations can affect the games with things like uh, uh buying rerolls and giving cool powerful items and making it more difficult uh you can you can learn about that elsewhere because right now we're here to play some star trek adventures Right. And speaking of Star Trek Adventures, I, uh, as I said before, am your game master for today. Uh, my name is Jeff Harvey, and I have been running Star Trek for some time. Uh, I fully support Jack in this I, the, this uh, uh, fundraiser that you guys are doing, uh, and I'm so glad to be, I believe we're a part of it. Um, I, yes. yes, actually, good, good, uh, good reminding me. If, if you are watching on my channel, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension, or if you're not, go over there uh, because you can scroll down. Just, just right down below, there's a banner that you can click on or a link right below it to uh, to hit the donations. I actually have a bar right here yep. on my little box right here. Uh, nor- normally, when we hit one of those milestones, cool things happen. I don't know if uh, if, if Jeff is willing to do that for this game. Uh, I mean, throw it but, out there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so normally, I let people buy rerolls for five bucks. $25 gives something cool to a player. And $50 makes it way more difficult. Yeah. By helping the GM do crazy things. Uh, and when, when we hit $250, uh, right now we are at 100, what does that say? 1565 at the moment. When we hit 250, there's a, there's a giveaway of all kinds of cool prizes. Nice. Nice. I do want to give a warning for this episode. There may be some discussion of sensitive topics, uh, for those who are sensitive to bodily autonomy type, uh, or medical procedures this episode may or may not have some of that stuff in this episode or next episode so just a heads up for that um we will star trek has never been one of those things that has ever shied away from this sort of topic and uh, i don't want it to start shy, shy away from it either i had a great idea and i'm hoping it comes out well so with that and the lack of sleep that i've had uh in mind uh let's go ahead and do a recap anybody want to go with what we did last session uh, kind of a lot happened i think last session uh, yeah, so over the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been investigating the loss of the Bellerophon in the uh, Space Anomaly. We found it to be a wormhole. Uh, the away team sent into the Space Anomaly to investigate was whisked away to the Delta Quadrant, uh, where they, their shuttle crashed. Uh, they found the planet to be occupied by uh, Borg, uh, and uh, we're having a hard time getting off the planet. Uh, there was uh, a good deal of inter interpersonal drama uh abounded um someone got shot by yeah. another pc <laughs> yes that was the time before last yeah yeah feelings. but he said it in the last couple of weeks he said ah, feelings, gotcha, gotcha. Feelings i mean were three hurt. somebody's almost got you know completely yeah. abandoned by another yeah. pc yes yeah. feelings were hurt people were shot you know how it goes right uh uh and then uh but they managed to get whisked back to the uh alpha quadrant no beta we're in beta, beta quadrant, quadrant. Uh, yeah, whisked back to the Beta Quadrant uh, through uh, Marvel of Engineering, uh, where uh, the, uh, the, the, they managed to get rescued at the last minute. And that's where we left off, was just after the, their safe arrival back on the Europa. Anybody else want to yeah. add anything to that? Was a- um, yeah, the, we did a lot of psychic stuff yep. running around in Kendall's head. Um, with some very interesting scenes starting out on Beta Z um, when Kendall was all the wrong age um, yeah. 
as Asabi was returning home from the Dominion War and then moving into a Jem'Hadar POW camp full of cadets who seemed very unperturbed by the Jem'Hadar. Yes. Although and Ambrose then, did seem perturbed by it, and it seemed that it seemed very familiar to him, as we recall. Yes. Definitely some mental bleed going on there. Yeah. Um, and finally winding up in some strange dungeony location with a monster that Ambrose fought and um, which then turned into Kendall and said she was very concerned because uh, she has to stop it and it killed them all. Creature in the cage we couldn't see seemed to grow bolder with the guardian gone and then through some very clever medicine uh delphine woke us all up yep um we on the bridge mills was prepared to permanently close the wormhole as we'd gotten word that there was confirmation there were borg there Mm -hmm. um and gave hong and yezabeth one chance to use the daisy chain and transport them out. Do some very fancy transporting. Mm-hmm. First time anyone's been transported, as far as we know, across quadrants through a wormhole. And, and that we have gone that we know of successfully. Everybody appears to have come back with all the right parts, the right places, on the right people. So far as we've checked. So far. Uh, and in the process, I believe that there was an explosion and Tong was injured. And taken to Sipe, yes. which I believe is actually where we ended up leaving. Pretty close to where we oh, left. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody. We're definitely right not now. starting with Tongo. <laughs> no. no, we're not, not starting with Tongo. Um, all right. So anyone else have anything they want to add to that? If not, we can go ahead and jump right in. All right. Who's got their opening scene? What do you guys want to do? We're not doing Tongo, obviously, because Tong is in Sick Bay. Um, yeah. Anybody got anything? So uh, one of the things that happened towards the end was uh, Captain Ambrose uh, left sick bay before being fully checked out. Yeah. So I, I think a good scene to start off, start would be uh, Daphine insisting on uh, giving him an examination to make sure whatever mind uh, entrapment had gone on uh, has no ill effects on him. Uh, sound good, Jack? Sounds good to me. Well, you, Jack, you're good for that. Do do you does Delphine go through Dasavi or is the nurse trying to insist that the captain come down to sick bay? Do we do we want to play that out or do we just want to start at the examination I was, table? And I was picturing here? her going to you personally. Okay, she kind right. of comes to the bridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's start there. Yeah, sounds good to me. And then uh, everybody can be involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when we last left the bridge, Mills had given the order as Ambrose was coming in. Uh, got her. Uh, she doesn't know if we got our people back or not. Um, oh no, we finally did. We did a status report at the end, but not yeah. knowing she'd ordered the wormhole be destroyed. Got the status report. Um, saw the captain and got up out of the captain's chair, and saluted, or whatever. Whatever Starfleet did. does. Whatever Starfleet does. Captain of the bridge. Welcome back, sir.
yeah, I, I think I think we already played out a small scene there, and I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, so I can't. No, we'd it. already played it out. Yeah. Just okay. refresher for where we were. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, kept, yeah, Amber's probably like sitting in the captain's chair, and mm, yeah. Delphine comes in to do her thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Def, Delphine is carrying a um, uh, a, a, a medical uh, uh, case, uh, and uh, she's going to walk in with the door giving a swish. And she's going to say, Captain, if I may have a moment, uh, you never did let me finish uh, my examination. So we're, we're establishing this is like right after the course of events. Within a few minutes of, you know, okay. maybe, maybe 10 minutes at the most. I would, I would say after the red alert has ended. And yeah. Got or whatever. Statuses are back in like the ship is okay. now back to the school. We are aware that everyone is back. Tong has been injured. Um, we're aware of all of that happened. Um, the wormhole is clearly closed. Um, the ship is in no immediate danger uh, that you're aware of anyways. Okay. But we have we have not yet received our new orders. No, no. We'll, okay. take, we'll do this gotcha. scene first, then we'll do the break, and then we'll jump forward a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Lieutenant, I'm sure this examination this follow-up can wait until we are out of crisis mode it might be able to wait until we're out of crisis mode or it could cause crisis mode to last a good deal longer surely you can spare five minutes will this take five minutes four if you're four if you're if if you behave yourself Okay, Lieutenant. My ready room. She nods and follows. Um, she quickly uh, pulls out her medical tricorder and begins doing a scan. And she says, uh, Your. Uh, so, uh, I, as you'll see in my full report, I wrote up uh, what uh, the medical uh, side of what, what, what happened. I must ask, do you have any idea what that fourth brainwave may have been? She's going as she's talking. I think there's a level of informality happening at the moment. And not just at this moment, but in the past as well, that needs to be addressed. I was hoping our new first officer and your immediate superior could handle that. However, now you come onto my bridge and ask that I behave appropriately. Yeah, I simply meant to do, I simply meant that if you uh, cooperate, the examination will go faster. I appreciate that you have the crew's health as your top priority, including mine. However, I should not need to remind you, Lieutenant, that you were a nurse. Whatever new responsibilities that you have taken on because of DeSavi's newer, newer promotion, we will have to discuss as a group, as part of a promotion hearing, perhaps, more solidifying of these duties. But until that is the case, you are not in charge of making 
overriding my calls for medical reasons or interrupting my bridge because of such? Well, if you, if I, Captain, may I remind you that you did discharge yourself from sick pay after a medical emergency without so much as uh, consulting whether such thing would be safe. I think we can each forgive lapses in the midst of uh, lapses in formality in the midst of a crisis situation. You've seen my record. You've seen how many times I've, I've gotten up from far worse situations and far more dire situations. So if I can stand, if I can command, I will be at my post. I see. So you believe that there, there's no ill effects of a four-way mind melt, a four-way mind melt with, an un, with at least one completely unknown party. Uh, and you believe that you would simply know if something was incorrect, if something was uh, wrong with you. I trust my senior staff. And I'm asking you to submit yourself for a routine examination post a medical uh, post a medical emergency. And I'm asking you to follow the proper procedure next time. I will submit my request in triplicate next time. Then. Now, I do not. Luckily for you, I do not see anything that causes uh, immediate concern. Uh, I will. I will. I will ask the. I will ask uh, the chief medical officer to uh, carry out your examinations in the future, if that if you find that more suitable. Proper place and proper time, Lieutenant. That's all I ask. I appreciate your diligence. I I would hope that you do. Control uh, closer closer case. Uh, and uh, if if that's all, dismissed. And she'll head off. All right. Ambrose will walk behind his desk, put his hands on the ovular window, looking out. <sighs> Ship full of children. Things have been quiet about Europa for the last couple of days. Uh, everything appears to be back in running order. Um, ships back up and running. Crew members are back and out of uh, out of sick bay and whatnot. Tong's got a few residual burns and whatnot, but you know he lived. Um, 
there's been a lot of tension aboard the ship for the last few days. Um, a lot of, I think, built up pressure between the situation that's been going on with the command structure and the situation that's been going on with being in the in the uh, in the expanse for as long as the ship has really been out here, um, and all the other stressors that are going on. Uh, when the ship gets new orders, which I believe uh, Ambrose has a thing for. Yeah, new captain's log. Yes. Uh, yeah, so this this is a few days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just say I'm actually in a, in my captain's quarters instead of the ready room or anything. Just to set the ambiance. And I'll catch pull own, out a catch your own fireplace aboard a starship, which makes a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I do love that set, but oh my God. Mm. <laughs> it does make no sense. <laughs> nothing, nothing in Star Trek has ever made sense. Yeah, what are you it. talking about? Love it. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, so I'll I'll look out one of those big windows in the in the officer's suite out. Uh, I assume we're making our way away from yeah. uh you're setting your rendezvous the for maelstrom yeah okay okay uh yes i see we've we've actually rendezvous okay uh no, so I'll, you're either rendezvous or rendezvousing with shortly so right okay i'll pull out uh my data pad and begin recording captain's log start at five three five two nine point three europa will be heading out of the valley We've made some incredible new discoveries, and I'm sure we'll be back for even more. However, Admiral Aralani has reassigned us to Starbase 173 Detachment and would like us to address some of the more routine concerns of Starfleet in that region. I don't feel that's the best use of this ship, but I'm eager to be in the area, and the crew needs some downtime. We'll be rendezvousing with the USS Mackinac shortly, under Captain Sobel's command. A Vulcan with a solid record during the war, a man whose logic is very strict, even by Vulcan standards. They'll be taking over the primary research duties in the Valley over the next few months, along with a handful of science ships, both civilian and Starfleet. Until we'll be taking on some guests from the Hidal, a species that's been very friendly to the Federation since first contact. Captain Saval and the Admiralty have managed to use, have managed to sign a technological exchange with them. As such, they'll be performing several upgrades to the Europa that I'm told will increase our efficiency. Told it's merely programming and reworking of things that are already in place. But I plan on having my people oversee the detail. All right. Um, before we have the meeting, does anyone want to throw anything in there? Did you, do you want to throw anything in there, Ambrose, or do you want to get right to the meeting? Uh, it's, it's not anything I can play out, but uh, Ambrose would like to assign secret agent Tong to oversee these, uh, all of these refits. Okay. No problem. That's totally doable. Excuse me. I imagine Koval or Coaster would also be involved in some of that, but 
um, mm-hmm. Tong obviously is the one who's going to work with Coaster's most. Of- playing the role he's supposed to play, whereas Tong is playing Secret Agent Tong. I gotcha. Um, all right, so with that, let's go ahead and uh, go to. We'll have the meeting happen in the in the um, not the forward lounge. Where's that place? The captain's the not the captain. God, the words I'm trying to use in the uh, conference room? conference room. That is the word conference room. Those things. Um, Together, we have a brain cell. Yes, I managed to words figure out hard. one. <laughs> um, so in the conference room, uh, Captain Saval, who I do have a picture of here, Captain Saval. S O V A L Saval. Thank you. Yeah, their um, Balkans don't get real creative with their spelling. There you go. In case you guys didn't have a picture, that should give you a picture of him. Um, anybody who wants to be there is, or the captain, you know, specifically doesn't want to be there. Anyone who wants to be there can be, unless the captain specifically has people they don't want to have there. But it will be Saval, uh, and the um, the Hidal will not be there just yet. But uh, uh, sorry, is this a this this is just a conference room meeting? We're not. It's not like dress uniform. No, just a conference meeting. Yeah, no. This okay. is because uh, this is not meeting the Hidal just yet. This is any chance for Saval to answer questions that you guys have without them being present. Okay. So the Mackinac comes alongside, and and Captain Saval. Beams over. Um, the Mackinac, I believe we determined, um, I have that written somewhere, but it is a Federation ship, obviously. Um, I used to know what it was off the top of my head, but I don't anymore. Um, Seventh Fleet Command Structure. Go to that. I didn't write it down. Um, I think it's a nebula. Um, but anyway, it comes alongside, and Captain Saval radios over and, and uh, beams aboard. And he's a, a stoic. Vulcany type person, obviously. Um, Commander Ambrose, greetings. Gives you the the uh, the Vulcan. Peace and long life to you, Captain Saval. Live long and prosper. Now this is the Europa. I have been studying your ship's design. I find it fascinating. How have you found working with the artificial intelligence? It's been an interesting, it's been an interesting journey. It's almost like having another member of the crew constantly around. Fascinating. Shall we begin? Of course. Some months ago, the Europa, or sorry, the, the Mackinac encountered a group of people known as the Hidal. The Hidal are a race of technologically advanced people. Um, they are spacefaring, but they do not use warp technology as we see it. It is some form of quantum uh, warping technology that is beyond Starfleet. As part of our ongoing collaboration with these people and our ongoing efforts to befriend them. Starfleet has come to an agreement for technological exchange in exchange for some technologies that we have in the replication and matter transferal departments. Uh, They are providing us with energy efficiency information, uh, technology that will help make our engines and our systems far more efficient than they are. 
for the Mackinac, which I must admit has older technology than Europa, our efficiency has increased almost 73%, which is remarkable. There have been no new installations. It is all of the existing technology that is replicatable on ship, as well as programming changes. Dr. Joan has been a remarkable mind to deal with. You'll be working alongside, uh, Dr. Joan will be working alongside uh, two assistants. And one of the assistants has their child with them who is undergoing some sort of training in the mechanical side of things, a young, a young man. Do you have any questions, Captain? How has your crew handled these upgrades? Did they come with any new user interface learning curves? There is some, there is some delay in, in the, in the, uh, uh, a customization, acclimatization, that is what I'm looking for, of the new Alcar's layout. However, they've all taken to it within a few days. I run a tight ship and we've had to do several additional training exercises, but most everyone has had no problems. I'll have my XO draft up a roster for such exercises. What sort of downtime are we looking at here? How long will we how how long will we, will we be in the shop? For the most part, the Mackinac never lost any significant time. The engine upgrades were the most difficult. They took approximately two days. All other systems were able to be bypassed, or lack of a better term, during during this repair time. Uh, sensors did see a decrease in efficiency at first. Uh, whilst the installations were being done, but we did not lose, uh, we did not lose significant fidelity. All right. I must state, Commander, or Captain, that these Idol are, and more, they are an advanced civilization. They're, Social structures are somewhat unusual for humans. While they do not have a class system, they have something similar. While it is not as rigid or structured, there is certainly a, a hierarchy of intelligence. They favor the intellect over almost all else. It's actually quite refreshing. That's good to know. I'll have them meet some of the engineering and scientific heads while they're here. Excellent. If there's nothing else, Captain. I understand you'll be taking over our previous position in the expanse out towards uh, the Maelstrom. Indeed. The Cornucopia Valley the Valley of Plenty. The Valley of Plenty, yes. Uh, indeed. I am looking forward to some of the... To, to extending some of the research that you have already done. These people, they seem to be uh, interesting. And I have never seen any of the RN in person. I am intrigued. 
I am somewhat concerned, however, that you have encountered more hostile life forms. Yes. That region is, like everywhere else, full of wonders. But it's uncharted. That's the reason we're out here. But there are anomalies. That whole region, we believe, was created from some massive, ancient, malfunctioning power source. And more, than, more so than that, there's the Bishari. We have little to no information about them, but from all accounts, the local, local inhabitants of the region, they're a force to be reckoned with. I'd advise keeping a close watch, especially on the civilian ships. Make sure they don't stray too far from the herd. I will take that under advisement, Captain. I look forward to reading your reports on the region. Likewise. If you'll, well, ex- if you'll excuse me, I will provide the, uh, the Hidal their direction over here. Of course. Thank you for the briefing. Thank you, Captain. He uh, kind of nods and does the live long and prosper. Peace and long life. All right. Anything anybody wants to do while we're setting up the next scene? Maybe have a side scene they want to do while setting up the next scene. Okay. Um, the next scene would be in uh, would be probably in the shuttle bay, um, which is where they're going to come aboard as they're coming aboard by shuttle. Um, uh, re- remind me who these people are again. The Hidal? Yeah, we've we've seen them before. We no. went to their plant. No, 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 nope. oh. you have not experienced the Hidal yet. Yeah, nope, they're a new race. Okay. Um, and I spent on a day trying to find pictures for these because I didn't realize, I forgot that when I found the pictures, the race that I found pictures of have no male characters. Oh. So I had to find one male character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what, what was that other race that we saw that reached out to us for first contact and they were slightly superior. They had a gun that could shoot outside of their system. That's oh, all yeah. I remember. Um, That's, I have to they don't have them. anything to do with this. This is not them though. Okay. Yeah, not them. This is a complete uh, on a On a technological level or from the reports, are they even beyond that? How advanced two Starfleet standards are we talking here? Uh, so they're probably half a century ahead, maybe a little bit more than that. But the big difference is they use a different kind of technology than Starfleet when it comes to warp technology. They don't use matter antimatter conversion. They use a quantum uh, a quantum drive of some sort. It's similar to a quantum slipstream drive, which Starfleet's been working on for a long time, um, which is one of the reasons that Starfleet is so interested in in dealing with these guys because they are their ships are significantly faster. Than Starfleet ships mm. with longer ranges, um, weapons-wise and stuff like that, they're not that much for far more advanced, and they lack some of the more advanced um, matter replication systems that Starfleet has. Starfleet is very good at matter replication, um, whereas this this group is they have matter replication, um, but they are not as advanced in replication as Starfleet is. Okay, so that is the exchange is. Uh, in exchange for um, 
efficiency in power systems and engineer and engine usage that of the current systems that you guys have um starfleet is providing them with more advanced understandings of matter replication so cool cool um this would be a a, a dress uniform situation this is one of those rare occasions where like you could play five characters in a single scene um, foxwell will also be here Although I feel I'm, like it would definitely make sense for Dasavi and Mills to be there. Um, I don't think O'Connor would really have any place there. Yeah, Silva's probably not there. Daphine's probably not there. Kendall probably isn't there. Tong was there because we have a special reason for Tong to be there. Kostra. I don't think Kostra would be there. No? You don't think the chief of engineering would be there? Yeah, he should be there. Uh, uh, look, unless, unless, uh, like he's he's not one for diplomatic functions. If uh, Ambrose ordered him to be there, he'd be there. But I do not think he'd be in a rush to put Coaster's, on that dress uniform. You know? Coaster's been ordered to squeeze himself into his dress uniform <laughs> and stand there politely for the fifteen minutes it will take to get through this introduction. Right. Okay. If if Ambrose doesn't order him, Dasavi's going to order him because poor form for our cheap engineer to not be there to greet the. Engineering, engineering race. party. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I imagine Yezabeth would be there just because she is the de facto head of operations at the moment. And then Gisa probably is not there because she doesn't have any reason to be there. She doesn't matter enough. Well, she's probably in the brig. Um, well, not yet. <laughs> Speaking of brig, do we still have a Romulan bartender? In our brig, uh, we kind of d- dropped that storyline. As far as I'm concerned, right now he's at uh, Narendra Station. He will be coming. Okay. <laughs> he, he will be making an appearance this season, but he is not here yet. Um, he's aboard Narendra. Um, as far as uh, anyone knows, he's aboard Narendra. Also, uh, Ev, was that you that just donated? Yeah. Awesome. I, I heard the sound, but I didn't switch over to see the name. Uh, but I just see on the, the receipt, it says calf. Did, did you donate yeah. enough that we have to make something special happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, $25. All right. right. I'm let uh, take over the story at some point. Oh, God. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a powerful boon for the players, whatever that means to you. All right. We'll see if we can throw that in there somewhere. Let's put that, let's denote that with this one oversized token of momentum yeah. that will stick somewhere over somewhere. We'll stick it right there and use it when you're ready. Um, all right. So when they arrive, the shuttle lands, um, the, the four of them, um, being st- step out of the, the shuttle craft and there's a, a jovial nature to them. Well, at least to, um, the young boy, uh, and, when it goes through that one. Um, and the one that the young boy is closest to, which you're guessing based on what the what Captain Saval told you is probably that person's mother. Um, Dr. Joanne, um, you can see the spellings there in those. Do uh, you guys have all those on your screen? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, is they're all dressed in very nice uniforms. Um, for those of you who want descriptions uh, for the audio podcast, these are the Asari. I think it's what they're called from Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stole pictures directly from Mass Effect. So they are blue skinned with the tentacle hair. 
Um, they're dressed well. They carry themselves with um, a rigid, uh, not rigid, not rigid so much as like a um, well uh, postured people. Um, Dr. Joanne steps forward and uh, ah, greetings. Uh, it is um, allow me to introduce myself. I am Dr. Joanne of the Hidal uh, Department of Research. Uh, these are my associates, uh, Niala. She is my chief researcher for uh, power systems. Uh, this is Alira. Alira is my leading mechanic. She will be doing working most closely with whatever engineers you have to implement physical changes that may be required aboard your ship. And her son, John. John is in training to be a mechanics assistant. It is good to meet you. And she goes to do some kind of gesture with her hand and then stops herself, looks at her hand and then reaches it out to shake your hand. Reach out. It's a pleasure, doctor. Please don't, don't, uh, don't forgo your own custom here as well. How may I greet you? Um, she says it, it, it is fine. It is a complicated, uh, I will, we'll be happy to exchange the information, uh, the, the, our greetings another time. Uh, it, it requires some subtlety and nuance that humans struggle with at the moment. It involves. Well, perhaps we'll have some time she, uh, during your visit. She gestures to her head a little bit. It revolves um, more body language than you're capable of. Very well. Uh, well, it's a pleasure to have all of you here on my ship. I've heard very good things about the upgrades you've performed on the Mackinac. Excellent. Captain Saval has been a very interesting person to work with. He has been... His intellect is uncommon amongst other species, we have learned. Yes, uh, the Vulcans do have that way about them, and Captain Saval is a fine Vulcan. Um, would you like to begin work immediately, or is there something uh, my crew could get, my, my, my team could find quarters, perhaps? Well, let me introduce my senior staff to you, and from there, we'll get you set up with accommodations, and we can get to work. Uh, you will most likely be working directly through here is uh, here's my XO, Commander Dasavi. Commander. Dasavi steps forward. Doctor, pleasure to meet you. We have arranged quarters for you according to the information in the brief. However, I do understand that sometimes nuances, as you put it, get missed. So I would invite you to inspect your quarters and let us know what changes of course um what is she picking up off them empathically um a little trepidation mostly just the nerves that you get from first contact kind of situations and not first contact but you know new meeting new people um there is some light tension in alira uh, and john appears to be kind of absent-minded um he's there but he's 
kind of like kind of well you know you can't read tong but kind of the way tong appears sometimes um not scatterbrained but preoccupied with other things um okay. uh niala a little is is mostly a little bit um dear god do i have to be here for this kind of thing same thing you're getting from coaster probably I had to put on a uniform for this. Uh, I could be in my, sh- I could be in my shorts. <laughs> uh, I could be laying in a hammock in the engine room doing nothing. Um. Anyway, that's, that's what you get from them. Okay. I'll motion over to, uh, to Kostra. And this is our chief engineer, Lieutenant Commander Kostra. He'll be overseeing the, He'll be supervising and uh, probably learning from a lot of these refits. I'll kind of give him a wry side eye. Coaster will wipe his hand off on his dress uh, uniform, uh, extend it, and he'll say, "Yep, I'm the one who's who you're. I'm the one who you're inconveniencing with this whole scheme." Dasabi shoots a warning look at Kostra. He was. She had a warm smile that was being directed toward Alira. I was about to say something, or sorry, to, toward Nialda. I was about to like open her mouth to say something to her, and at that, like, just shifts really quickly to Coaster with this, this expression of your words. <laughs> ne- Nialda smiles kidding. a little bit. Um, I'm kidding. Monkeying around with adding alien tech to engines. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Nialda smiles a little bit and. Extends her hand and then I come out of Kostra. Um, I hope we don't inconvenience your engines too much. Um, but uh, I suppose it'll be an interesting experience to see what you've done with them. I see that you are an impeccably clean individual, and I expect your engine room is the same. She's got like a, there's like definitely a wry smile on her face, so she's clearly teasing you. Yeah. Yeah. I think he looks a little uh, bashful at that, and he uh, goes, uh, well, uh, have, I'm happy to show you around. It's probably the best engine in Starfleet. Uh, I look forward to it. Or it's about to be. <laughs> of course, you'll also likely be working with uh, Lieutenant Tong here, uh, one of our upstart brightest engineers specifically with focuses in transporters and replication and in electroplasma power systems. I'm sure you'll be able to utilize him in a number of different ways. Uh, Alira goes a step forward to say something and is promptly cut off by John who kind of darts forward and, and looks really way too close at uh, at Tong, like is Uh, well inside Tong's bubble. Um, oh, you're a Ferengi. I've never seen a Ferengi up close. I've never seen what are these? The Hidal uh, up close either. Uh, hello. Hello. He goes to touch your ear and then he, uh, Alera is, you know, says, John, no. He pulls his hand back real quick. Um, please forgive him. Uh, he is very enthusiastic, Mr. Tong. Oh, oh, uh, no, no, that that's uh, that that's fine. Most people, when they meet Ferengi, uh, they, it, it's straight to the lobes. They are quite impressive. Yes, I am. We have seen several Ferengi in the past, but never this close, and um, never in a Starfleet uniform for sure, certain. 
Ah, uh, yes, uh, one one of uh, one, one of one of the few uh, making making a good name for uh, my people. She gives a, a look over to to um, the doctor for a second, and then um, there's a, a definite sense from of, of from the empath to the empaths and to the the doctor who's you know straight up telepathic um, that uh, there's some trepidation in Alera, but uh, it is quickly silenced by a an oppressive demeanor from the doctor and Alira kind of nods and says, I look forward to working with you Mr. Tong I believe that you will be the one we work most closely with if you are the um the hands of Mr. Kostra uh right Kostra's hands yes uh sure I don't think he's ever put it that way but yes don't go let me go to your lobes Jim Right. Well, I've made a, I've made a number of my own modifications myself. I'd be happy to show you to show, show show you all about them and and uh, and and whatnot. I'm fascinated to see what you're you're able to uh, what you what you're doing with all these upgrades. And uh, we'd we'd probably want to bring um uh, yet maybe Yesbeth on for for programming. She's she's better at that than I. But uh, but mechanical engineering and all of that uh, it, it's we have, we have an impressive ship, and I'm 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 sure with your help it, it'll uh, it it'll be the finest in Starfleet. Yezabeth, who I'm guessing is also there. Yeah. Uh, she is just kind of frozen, not... Uh, she looks extremely awkward. Uh, she, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, Yezabeth, that's me. Hello. Yes, Yezabeth Page. Right. Well, uh, there'll be more time to meet the individual uh engineers and science staff that you'll be working with later i'm mm. sure you'll be able to work with Dasavi and kostra to help coordinate whatever assets you may need of course um i am looking forward in particular to seeing your computers uh, your ship's computer systems i am told that you have a number of life forms embedded in your systems i look forward to seeing this they're Foxwell is like they're not alive, but um, I can show you more when we get time. Well, I'm sure that all can be arranged. Uh, we're under no strict timetable as far as I'm aware, but how long do you plan on? Being with us at the Europa. Uh, Dr. Joanne takes, or Joanne, I should say, takes out her, takes out a pad that looks fairly similar to your pads there. Uh, it, it's similar in construction, but um, kind of the difference between like an iPad one and an iPad pro, like as far as styling and whatnot goes. Um, she taps a couple things on her screen and uh, I have to review your ship's systems. Uh, I do have access to your, uh, well, I will need access to your ship's uh, engineering specifications for these systems. Um, and she takes another, uh, she she gestures to um, Niala, who uh, pulls them out and hands them to Kostra. Uh, once we have this information, we have a chance to review it. Uh, it should take, if it's anything like the Mackinac, no more than six days to make, to, to complete the majority of the upgrades. 
goes through it, reads through it, and just there's a series of uh, escalating noises. He goes, hmm, 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 as he, as he just cycles through it. Well, I look forward to reading the reports. And uh, again, Commander Dasabi will be able to take care of whatever accommodations you may need during your stay here. If you'd like, I can have a tour of the ship be made available to you. Um, doctor, the, the doctor says, uh, that would be most appreciated. Well, I won't keep you. I believe that's, uh, those are all the, the introductions in order. Uh, Commander, can you show our, our new guests their quarters and see if they have what they need? Yes, sir. All right, Foxwell leaves, Mills leaves. I'm guessing Coaster's out of there. The captain's out of there. As soon as possible. Yezabeth uh, stays until after all they've left, and only when that happens does she like visibly relax. <laughs> okay. Um, are you waiting till everyone leaves, or just until everyone like the the important until the, the delegation okay. until they're gone? Yeah. Okay. I'll stick around and sink by for, or in in Channel Bay for a little bit. Um. So the 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 team is going to follow Dasavi uh, into the halls and around. Um, I assume you're doing not a not a full ship's tour yet, but just a you know this way to your quarters. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's a long you know the best hall is here. And right. Um, this is our forward lounge. Uh, as you're discussing things in the hallway, just the you find that uh, Niala is pretty quiet. Um, she's the impression you get psychically anyway, telekinetically is that she's um, just kind of bored with this work. She doesn't really want to do this, um, but you know, she's, she's here. She's going to do the job. She's just, this is kind of beneath her, um, you know, dealing with these lesser life form technologies. Um, Alira on the other hand has, has a very, she still has a, a pensive vibe going on. Um, and John is clearly just, ecstatic he's looking at everything he's touching things he should not be touching and being um lightly disciplined by lyra um you would gather that john is probably in human years probably close to like 14 um ball of energy and not super bright by the way he talks um but uh the doctor doesn't seem to really pay any attention to anybody else in her party. Um, they just kind of, they're doing their thing and Alira is handling John and Niala is kind of doing her own thing. Uh, the doctor is kind of, um, I don't want to say tired, but, uh, ab- above kind of separating herself from the, the, the drama that is her team. Um, and yeah. just trying to focus on, you know, talking and we're walking with you and um she doesn't seem overly impressed by the ship um although every now and then you'll get a, a sense of um like she's trying to repress her um the level of impressed she actually is um like clearly she's she's actively keeping down her her uh her expectations for what she's seeing so um, at some point, as you're walking through the ship, John uh, 
kind of moves up next to you. So I hear that you guys have these like rooms that that replicate whole like worlds. Can I see one of those? I want to see one of those. Well, we don't have one of those on the ship. That would be the ship's not quite big enough for that. We do have in your replicators that can make anything you could ask for. You guys do have holodecks. Of course. That's what she's referring to. Oh. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, like they play like games and stuff. You guys don't have those. That's too bad. Oh. My mistake. Yes, we're talking about our hollow suite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they called them. The Mackinac had them, but they weren't available. Um, I guess they weren't functional. Somebody had gotten killed in one recently and they weren't available to be used. Did you kill anybody? Did you just, have you just killed anybody yet? Uh, no, and hopefully won't. Something we, we have fail safes in place so that even if you were in a scenario where you were injured inside the hollow deck, it would be make and when the program ended, all of your injuries were gone. That's really cool. Can I do those, Ma? And Alira looks at him and uh, maybe we'll have to see what, how things go. You're here to work and to learn. Forgive me, Dr. Oneid. <laughs> do you have any children? I do. Ooh, uh, one of mine is actually has recently been assigned to the Europa. My condolences. <laughs> she smiles a little bit. <laughs> I rather enjoy daughter. I, I has its challenges, of course, but there's something special about getting to work side by side amongst your kin. I agree. But they can be trying, and she kind of grabs him and pulls him away from a council that he's starting to fiddle with. Um, that thank you. Mine is a bit older than yours, I believe. They they do eventually grow out of this. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it, but I promise they do. She smiles again. You get to the her quarters areas, and um, the door opens. Um, the The Europa has very nice uh, guest accommodations, um, especially since the ship doesn't have a full complement of crew. A lot of what would be officers' quarters or diplomatic suites um, have been modified to be larger and more opulent because you don't need to staff crew in them. Um, you got something, Brian? We do have the modular compartments. We could have configured those for a diplomatic mission. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there definitely there, there's some opulence. Um, this is probably one of the nicest ships, especially for its size. Clearly, for its size, it's one of the most one of the most impressive ships quarter you know, uh, uh, accommodations wise uh, in the fleet currently. Um, uh, Elira and John look at the quarters, and and John just kind of runs in and starts poking the the replicator and asking for various human foods. Um, in fact, he puts it that way. Give me various human foods, um, which the computer's confused by. Um, I have to 
You have to be a little more specific. We've we've worked with replicators before, Commander. We'll we'll sort it out. These accommodations look to be adequate. Thank you. You're very welcome. Um, doctor, if you don't mind, turns to Doctor uh, Joanne. She just kind of nods slightly. Doesn't doesn't pay a whole lot of attention. Just nods slightly, and then um, Alira closes the door and. You're left with uh, the doctor and uh, Niala. Um, as you're walking uh, to the next person's quarters, which would be Niala's, Dr. Joanne says, you are a doctor of medicine, yes? Yeah. Do you have any experience dealing with uh, non-human species? Well, being a non-human species myself, yes. You Your species specifically, no. You are not human. Uh, no, I am. I am Beta Z. That might explain your eyes. I had not seen a Beta Z yet. I've heard of them. You have the ability to read minds. Yeah. There's a definitive uncomfortableness uh, that comes from that revelation. Uh, mostly in the doctor. Uh, Niala doesn't seem to care. Um, you, As you walk up to Niala's quarters, she uh, the door opens. and Doctor, if you don't mind, I'm going to try to get a little rest before any of these um, proceedings proceed. The doctor again nods with a, a minor, a little bit more of a... Um, a little bit more awareness of her than than she had of uh, Alari, but not a lot. And there's definitely a, a dismissiveness of it uh, to her. And then Niala closes the door. <clears throat> I look forward to working with your ship more, Commander. Uh, it is unusual, I think, I've heard for a doctor to be in command of a starship in the Federation? It is an odd circumstance. Um, we lost our captain unexpectedly while we were quite far from any of our outposts. So when former League Commander, now Captain Ambrose, found himself swiftly promoted, uh, he dragged me along miles. Uh, it's been an experience, for certain. I see. My skills lend themselves quite well in many ways. Position. But neither you nor the captain are in the positions that you were assigned to when you started aboard this vessel. No. Uh, I was and still am the chief medical officer, and the captain was the... I see. I believe we are here. Yes, Captain Commander. I would also like to get some rest before any um, additional formalities are had. Uh, we'll get to work as immediately as we can, but uh, once your chief engineer has provided us with the information we need, we will be able to proceed. In the meantime, if you have any requests from us, we are at your disposal. Excellent. And um, likewise, if there's anything you need, by all means, let us know. If it would not be too much of an imposition, 
I would like to get some of your medical, not your personal, but your species medical data on, on file should we ever run into the Hidal again. And hopefully, fingers crossed, only ever in ideal circumstances, but were there ever to be an emergency, having basic anatomy and things of that nature on file would be incredibly helpful. I will, I will have uh, Alera come to your sick bay and provide you with information she can. Appreciate it. Thank you, Doctor. Good night, Doctor. All right. Anybody have anything they want to do? Uh, Tong wants to go to every area that they expect this team to focus on and make sure it is perfect. <laughs> Going to spend the entire night cleaning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Does that, I'd imagine that might even bother Kostra. <laughs> Like he's not, he's not only doing like full level one diagnostics on everything. He's like taking out the rag and making sure not making, making everything shine. I think at some point you will, uh, uh, go, uh, uh, go, Tom. Yes, sir. It doesn't matter how much it shines. It matters how much, how much, uh, energy you get out of it. Right. Uh, well, well, while uh, while the while the diagnostic is 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 going, I figure I might as well you know make it make it uh, make it look nice too. Um, it, you know, mm-hmm. some some species actually appreciate aesthetics. Do you, uh, Tom, my boy? Let me teach you something right here. Right. Do you know how you can tell a good engine from a bad engine? It works. No. Yeah, I'm talking about at a glance. The clean one is the bad one. Not sure about that. Yeah, because the good one gets used. That's my point. A little, a little grease on a little grease on the gears makes it work, or makes it look like it works. They don't really use grease anymore, sir. I, it's lit, I'm being figured, Tom. <laughs> Although a little actual grease never hurt anything anyway, but that's not here and there. What, what is here and there is we if if you really want to impress these people, let's impress them with our machines. Right. Yes. That's what I'm doing, sir. <laughs> That's my boy. And uh, he is uh, similarly going to make sure that uh, the machines are all in working order because he wants to impress that uh, mechanic of theirs. Okay. Uh, although he cares less about aesthetics and more. I, I imagine Tong is finishing up on one area and moves to the next one, and then Kostra comes over and starts poking things with his big greasy hands. <laughs> yeah, I think he deliberately smudges some things just to make sure that it, like it works. Yeah. Yeah. He just takes out a grease gun and just wipes grease across one of the Elkar's panels. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a protectant for the glass. <laughs> it doesn't show smudges this way. Um, all right. Anybody else have anything else they want to do in the downtime? Uh, this is a good opportunity for anybody that has any scenes like Kendall or Jisa or the captain or Dasavi or Ezabeth, anybody like that wants to do anything before we jump into any additional scenery. Uh, do we want to have that scene with Kendall and Dasavi now? Good. Is now a good time for that? Sounds good. I don't know. 
so uh, I would imagine that Kendall would have spent at least a couple of days in sick bay. Uh, you know, I think I think all the away team probably did. They went through a thing, but I think Kendall uh, probably is away from the others. Um, so uh, I think uh, at some point uh, she's just gonna. Uh, Doctor Oniet, she says to her mom. Uh, am I cleared to go back to duty? Your scans are coming back clean. Uh, you are looking considerably better. She kind of gives a, a half. Half brown, and she she's just well. Uh, maybe soon I'll start feeling better. Feeling still not quite feeling well. I feel like I have this pulsing in my head. I. I don't know what happened. What happened when you went inside? I do not have the same vision. No. Hmm. Interesting. I, I still can't feel anything from when she'll gesture to like her head. And she'll she'll say, whatever you can do, whatever the captain can do, I can't do it. And this she'll say, whatever you can do, whatever the we when we first arrived in whether it was your head or some sort of shared psychic space. We were at home, and I had just gotten back from the Dominion Or. Um, rather odd that we were at home, um, because, well, I mean, I mean at home on Beta Z, not on the Starbase, where we actually were. Um, and you were quite young, probably about 10 or so. Um, and then when we walked the door of the house, we were in a Jem'Hadar camp. But your Jem'Hadar camp. Uh, yes, I I'm guessing the home was obviously my own psychic projection. The Jem'Hadar camp, probably the captain's. Um, but your Cadet class was there. Your academy class was there, and you included. Oh. You asked me. Well, you did not. One of the Jem'Hadar asked me what I thought of this cadet, indicating. 
and then when I gave my appraisal, you asked if I made you proud. Oh, geez. Um, I think she just looks away. She's like, not even sure how to respond to that. Um, Kasavi will kind of gently put her hand on her face and guide her, her face back and look her in the eyes. You do. You always have. <sighs> Good. I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I do. Um, some, sometimes I worry. Understandably um, so. Did the captain tell, or did you read my report about what happened on the surface? Um, I have not read it as in depth as I would like, but I have hit the high points, as it were. I would like to formally request that I not be placed on any duties with uh, uh, just as it should be. I think that is a fair request given given what happened. Uh, one, I will do my best to accommodate, but I can't make any promises. This is a small crew. Well, I know you, I don't want any special treatment, but she did shoot me in the middle of the mission. She did. You're, you're not wrong. And that will be dealt with. I'll trust you to do the rest. There was there was more. More? The final room space was a a dungeon of sorts uh, with different creatures locked behind cages, or what, cells. Uh, at the end was something very loud and angry and unseen. We were attacked by some sort of, I think it was a monster you would draw as a child. A bear with wings. Nasty, sharp teeth. I remember that. You said you, you saw it in, in a cage? No, it was... I think it was keeping what was in the cage at bay. When it, I think she's going to touch her head and she says, yeah, can I... Do you have any painkillers? When it, I think she's going to touch her head and she says, 
Um, yeah. Can I? Do you have any painkillers? Don't mind me. Okay. I think she's going to just something light. I want to go back on duty, but I got this massive headache all of a sudden. It's getting worse. Um, is she still hooked up to the monitors? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. What are the, what's the readout showing? Uh, do you want to answer this, Jeff, or shall I? Go ahead. Um, I think it's I think it's definitely showing like a spike in like I think there is a part of the brain that only beta Zeds have that is like responsible for their uh, empathy uh, abilities and I think you're showing like a a spike in uh, activity in that part of the brain. Holding the hypo. She looks up at the monitor. And she lowers her hand slowly, almost absently. When the captain vanquished the beast after it attacked us, it turned into you. And as you lay broken on the floor, the creature in the in in cell grew louder and seemed to grow stronger, and you were very concerned. Right, you said it killed them all. I am. Uh... I think maybe I'd better stay in sickbay a little longer. And she, I think she pretty much lays back down on the, on the bed and uh, closes her eyes, uh, obviously in pain. I won't push. As your commanding officer and the CMO of the ship, of course, I do have to insist that you consider, or that you continue being the ship's counselor. Okay, sorry, could you say that last part one more time? That you continue seeing the ship's counselor. Uh, as, yeah, sure. As your mother, I would ask, when you're ready. And perhaps when you're ready to face it yourself. You tell me what happened. Cool. It's, I, I, there's nothing that wasn't in, in my, that there's nothing I have that isn't in my pile. I don't know why you would think that there'd be more. There, there, I, I wrote everything that happened on Titan Base. You're, I believe, you're keeping your telepathic self at bay. 
you said you had to stop it. It killed them all. If you look here, she points at the readouts. That's your empathic core. There are significant spikes. Every time your head pulses, every time you wince, that spikes. Something, something happened. Got that walled off for a reason. All right, I'll, I'll see the counselor tomorrow. In the meantime, rest. Thanks, Mom. Of course. She will administer the painkiller and take further notes the chart and head out of med bay. Thanks for the scene. That was great. Thank you. Nice. Maybe that's everything they want to do. All right. Let's jump to, uh, I don't want to do Tong yet. Let's do Kostra first. Get this, close that. Kostra. Uh, and um, Niala. Uh, she will be coming down to, uh, the, it is the next morning. Um, they have I had a chance to go over some of the documentation that has been sent to them. Um, and Niala is getting an early start, uh, heading down to main engineering where I'm assuming Kostra is still smudging things. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think he spent a good deal of time actually smudging. <laughs> no, I'm just, I know. <laughs> uh, but he, he was definitely still fiddling with his, uh, the, the stuff in the engineering. So the question I guess is, are you there late or are you there early? Because it's uh, that time frame where she's getting there either really late for someone or really early for someone. Uh, I think uh, I think early. Um, yeah, early makes sense. Excellent. Um, she comes down to engineering. It's fairly quiet down engineering um, this time of day because, you know, you're on the you're, you're nearing the end of the third watch. Um, and not a lot gets done in third watch because you know, the ship's basically asleep. Um, or at least the main, the main scientific portions of the crew and whatnot are asleep. Um, in the system, down on, in the, in the engineering, there are a couple of diagnostics that are running, uh, that are pretty typical routine things that Eva runs on a weekly schedule. Um, just efficiency scans for the couplers and the nacelles and that kind of stuff. Um, nothing unusual for the coasters used to seeing. And, um, you might get a little irritated that she does it all the time, but it does take some of the workload off. Um, and it's a routine scan that you guys would have to do anyways. So I think I would insist on doing it anyway, which might be why here I'm here early. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> maybe kind of arguing with Eva. Um, but uh, you're you're limited to probably only two or three other engineers in engineering right now. The rest of them are out uh, doing whatever it is engineers do this time of day, um, fixing replicators that weren't making coffee correctly, that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably just emergency maintenance stuff. Right. Um, well, this this time of morning, no coffee is pretty much an emergency. Um, yeah. She comes in and and uh, 
she's got something like a she's got her pad and something that smells uh pretty potent uh in a cup as she comes in um smells like it's kind of almost like ga uh, with that kind of uh almost animalistic wormy earthy smell um as she comes in she she looks up and and sees kostra uh in the uh in the engineering system it's a section probably by the big pool table there um and she she looks taken aback for a second she's like oh i was not expecting anyone to be here um mr kostra uh lieutenant commander is it oh oh uh yeah lieutenant is uh lieutenant or commander either is fine Oh, it's good to see that you are here so early. Um, I was coming down just to get a look at the system. I'd like to familiarize myself with the engineering systems, the engineering section before I begin work. Well, I'm glad you're here. I, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm here then. I uh, wouldn't want you to trip over any cables or anything. She looks around on the floor, like look, looking for cables that she could trip on. I didn't think that Federation ships used. I thought most things were taken uh, behind panels. Yeah, exactly. Ah, I see. Well, so you're the mechanic, right? I am the technical engineer. I am not the hands. I, I am less hands-on than uh, Alira, but I am also, I guess, what you would call a mechanic. Um, I am more of what they called on the uh, the the Mackinac. I am more of what a chief engineer would do. Um, I'm a designer of ship systems. Ah, you're one of the cloud minders. Somewhat. Um, I have worked my way up to this position through the ranks, as Ilira is currently trying to do. Um, would she get that reference? No, probably not. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, she just she just kind of blew it. She clearly like there's a look of confusion on her face and she kind of just stumbles past it a little bit. Um like she's there's a curiosity in her face, but she she also probably be a little <laughs> embarrassed to ask about it. Well, he'll tell her anyway yeah. because he's looking for the opportunity. Sure. Uh he's gonna say, back back where I come from. There are two kinds of people on the world. You got the dirt miners on the sur surface of the ground. Uh, and you've got the, uh, the people who live in the city on the clouds. Tell everybody what to do. Think they know everything. Never touched or in their life. But God help you if you think that you know how to do it better than that. So that's what I'm saying. I see. She gives us a smile. No, I have, I have mined the ore in my day. Hmm. We'll see about that. She kind of smiles a little bit. So I take it you are a very hands-on engineer. Always have been. Uh, if always have been uh, back back in my day before I joined Starfleet, I was in the trenches myself. Uh, not a single pipe got laid that I that didn't have my grubby hands on. I see. She, uh, she looks around. It's like the, 
The engineer of the Mackinac was very much a hands-off individual. He was excellent at command, but I feel his engineering te technique was lacking. Let's take a look at what you've got going on under the panels here, shall we? By all means. So he'll begin pointing out uh, certain things, uh, you know, especially like he'll proudly exhibit any changes he's made, tweaks, that kind of thing. Um, not, not afraid of showing off at all. Right. Um, after a few minutes of, of, of that sort of thing, a few engineers walking in and out and you guys going over the various um, take, uh, tweaks that you've made. Um, she, she looks over at you and she kind of gives a, a smile. I see you've crossed the uh, induction manifolds with the uh, recycling compensators. It appears to have increased your efficiency. Uh, well, per specs, almost 15%. That's quite impressive. Yeah, it'll mean we they have to be replaced uh, a bit sooner in the life cycle, but that's a fair enough trade as far as I'm concerned, especially in the age of replicator maintenance. Indeed, and I think we might be able to get that time down. She jots a couple things on her pad, and um, you can see her clearly doing, like you can see her eyes moving very quickly on the pad, and she's she's clearly doing some some pretty high end math. And she hands you the uh, the pad after a few seconds, and and. I believe that this would help reduce the uh, maintenance time on this particular system rather than having to replace it once uh, once a month you would have to only replace it once quarterly. Hmm. Your systems your ship uses a lot of regenerative systems and I think that we could utilize some more of those regenerative functions to uh, extend and prolong the life of many of your systems increasing the efficiency not only of your staff but the function of your ship as well she she smiles and kind of turns and starts typing uh, uh, poking at something else in the in the uh in the panel area he'll reluctantly go hmm you know i think you might have something here all right tell you what as soon as my crew gets here we'll put the we'll we'll, we'll do a test run uh we'll, on the, the redundant systems. See if it works. Of course. At which point she, uh, you can see that she's, she's uh, uh, definitely has some level of, of, of impressed. Um, you, have, you have managed to show her that uh, uh, you are definitely the mechanic that she was hoping you would be. Hmm. So at least that's the first impression that you get. Good. Yeah, he'll smile back. Or put all this back over here. Um, meanwhile, who do I want to go with here? Yeah, we'll do Alira. Alira heads into sick bay um, about the start of the normal shift. Uh, I'm assuming that we'll have Daphine there for sure, and I know that uh, Dasavi wanted to be there. Uh, to deal with um, this particular, why does it keep doing that? Just stop doing that. Just bring the, okay. just bring this over. That's all I want. Me, I'm trying to bring the the tokens up. I keep clicking on the characters rather than dragging the tokens over, so it brings up the whole page rather than just the token. Probably just double clicking it. Yeah, that's probably what I'm doing. <clears throat> um, 
But Alira comes into to sick bay. Um, she's got a couple pads with her, and um, I assume Daphine is probably the the first person she sees since Daphine is probably the charge uh, charge nurse on duty. Sure. Uh, I was requested to provide medical information per Doctor Juan. Uh, your doctor requested information regarding the bio- biology of the Hidal? Ah, of course. Um, right this way. Um, she'll lead her in to meet with the Sally. Doctor, it's good to meet you again. Excellent. Thank you very much for coming. I, I appreciate the information that you're willing to share with us. I know this can be a bit awkward and invasive. It is not unusual. Uh, I've spent a great deal of my life around doctors. So uh, I have this, I prepared this information for you and she hands you a pad. Um, This is the general physiology and anatomy of our people. Um, It is likely imprecise. Uh, or or un, uncalibrated for your systems. That should be a fairly easy enough fix. Um, she will um, plug it in or magically download it, send it to yeah. the space cloud, whatever the hell they do. Give, um, it, give it to Eva. <laughs> yes. Eva, can you take the information that Alira has generously provided us and what we can do about calibration while we have a resident expert with us. Uh, Information has been downloaded, Doctor. In order to calibrate the machines accordingly, we will need to perform scans on an actual biological creature. Alira, would you be opposed? Um... She pauses for half a second and you get a distinct impression that she's not a fan of doctors. Uh, you know, get that, that impression. A lot of time. Around. Right. Usually people who say I've spent a lot of time around doctors are not a fan. of doctors. Yes. Yeah. Once you get to meet them, they're all terrible. Um, oh. <laughs> um, but she, she nods and says, of course, of course. Very much appreciate. Uh, go ahead and give me a roll. This will be a difficulty zero roll since you don't have the technology, and this will be to help build some momentum and ask some questions. I'll give you a roll. Where's my roll? Uh, reason and reason or control and medicine. Okay. Internal medicine would be a thing, as would xenobiology, and Daphine can assist. Yep. Did reason medicine? Would you say or control? Either one. Okay. Either either one. Uh, we are only rolling two rows. We're going to... Okay. Uh, because I'm assisting you, you may reroll one D20. I'm not sure what the, the chief medical officer's thing is. I think you just always have proper equipment. You always have advantage. Always have advantage. Okay, so definitely zero anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay, I don't think that... I need to reroll either of those D20s. Uh... They, have, they have a better rule in the Klingon book, but yeah. Uh, science and medicine for the ship. Jesus. 
Well, we got some momentum. <laughs> yes. uh, difficulty with zero, you have six momentum. Uh, you can ask questions. Uh, you can save momentum, obviously, whatever you want to do. Um, your scans come back. They appear to match pretty closely with um, uh, all, the te- all, all the information that you found in the ra- that, that is correlated with the information that Eva has as she's assisting. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, however, there does appear to be a number of major surgeries that have been performed uh, sh- on Alira. She has um, uh, a relatively high level of of cellular death that would be assistant- consistent with something along the lines of like maybe advanced chemotherapy um, within the last, say, year or two, maybe three um, but you can definitely see that, that, that level of cellular, uh, damage. So does it look like it's, she's currently suffering or is it just past? Um, no, it looks like it's past damage. Uh, but it definitely is an inconsistency with your, with the, the ships, what is now in the ship's records. So. Uh, if you don't mind my asking uh are you or have you been ill she kind of smiles and uh kind of drops chat a little bit and like no um it, it's difficult doctor the on my world intelligence isn't only prized it is rewarded whereas Those who struggle with intelligence are often uh, disassociated. John is not fully developed mentally. As a result, uh, it is determined that not only he, but his progenitors are inferior or defective in some way and are prevented from contributing further. You're speaking of eugenics. Something of the sort. Uh, Daphine will shoot a glance at uh, Dasavi. Clearly, uh, she doesn't approve, uh, but she'll say no more. When it was determined that John was not going to be a higher functioning member of society, uh, he was uh, administered treatments, as was I. What sort of treatments? Forced sterilization, doctor. I suppose when the problem you have is requires a hand, I suppose when the problem you have, 
I suppose when all you have in your toolbox is hammers, every problem looks like it could be solved by one. Specialization the hard way, given the historical damage to your system. It's not an uncommon procedure, but it is definitely one that leaves a, um, its scars. It's involuntary, you say. She just kind of nods. So again, glance at the salvi. Um, may I have a word with you, Doctor? Yes. Um, step into my office. Uh, Alira, I'll we'll be right back. Of we'll, course. We'll set this to do the calibration scan and we'll step step out. Uh, she'll say, I believe you have authority to offer uh, amnesty. Such a, such a thing is considered inhumane uh, by the Federation. Since she's aboard your ship, you do have the authority to extend such an offer. If she would accept it. And... We run aground the as in many frustrating situations the various protocols and guidelines Starfleet has set set down for dealing with non Starfleet Well, I suppose what's done has been done. They couldn't make her any more sterile. Right. Still a shame. Didn't even try. uh, There are so many ways to assist such a matter. To not even try is truly better. I agree. And honestly, John is... Of course, every culture is different, but seems like your average 14-year-old boy. Well, how, how would you like to proceed in this matter? How I would like to proceed and how I'm obligated to proceed are two different matters. I'll talk to the captain. Like you said, what's done is done. If she if she wishes to remain among her people, that's that's her decision. If she she may well the damage already having happened. There may, may, may not be a point in offering sanctuary, but I will, I'll discuss it with the captain. 
I think you, I think you see Daffy get kind of like a, a smile on her face, like she has just figured out a secret. Okay. It doesn't seem. Hmm. And she just kind of she she cuts herself off and looks off thoughtfully for a minute. And says, "I'll talk to the captain." Thank you. And she'll head you... back. Oh, oh. oh I, I just have something I want to add after that, but if you wanted, mine was going to be a button on the scene, so if you have something, I'll see what I do that. No, you're, you're good. I was going to have her walk back out to Alara. Okay. Uh, Daphine is going to sit at the computer, and as a purely hypothetical exercise, see if it could be reversed using Starfleet technology. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, Start just looking it up. Ouch. My ankle. Um, you step out to talk to uh, Alira, the Dasavi. Mm. Um, she's got a look on her face. She says, uh, if there's nothing else, doctor, I'm going to be late for my appointment with Mr. Tong. Certainly would keep you. Um, today, out of curiosity, are there further consequences? Or is There is a social understanding, but beyond that, there is no further uh, medical procedures that are done. Or I suffer no social stigmas beyond uh, the the normal. Uh, it has obviously affected other portions of my life, but they are, it is, what is done is done. If, I mean, obviously, poor sterilization doesn't leave much implication for any sort of choice, but if someone were to buck the system, as it were, what would happen to them? Well, it depends on exactly when they bucked it, I suppose. Um, there are a number of recourses that the state has in regards to those who refuse this, the, the treatments, uh, loss of employment, loss of support in the systems, um, ostracized by certain sects of the community, uh, an inability to rise through the ranks. Um, a loss of the net, the, the 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 safety nets that are in place, so that people do not uh, fall below. Um, but it is um, there's also, I suppose, risk of imprisonment. But it almost never gets that far. There have been in the past executions, but most of our people have moved beyond that. Most of the time, in most areas of, of our world. 
And your people, they're... How do they feel about this? It is the normal way of things at the moment. At the moment. There are always undercurrents of change in our world, in every world, I think. There are far worse... Uh, far worse outcomes that could happen to some uh, than simply not being able to have children. They don't, they don't take our children from us anymore. They do not execute them anymore. They do not force genetic manipulation on them. Well, genetic modification, I suppose. Um, We are left to live our lives. There are some parts of our world that did not used to be that way. It was, there was a a drive to make corrections. Um, But our medical technology does not really uh, extend into the depths of genome sequencing to the extent that some other cultures do. There's often loss, sometimes agonizing loss after after someone has been born and the genetic changes begin to be made. That is not done anymore. The world is progressing, as all do. We are not perfect people. Our society is not perfect. Some would say forced sterilization is part of progress. Perhaps. If there's nothing else, Doctor, I'm going to be late. Apologies, please. Dismiss. She nods and there's definitely a sense of of um the more you the more you talk about it, the more closed she becomes about it. Um it's there's definitely some uh, some trauma there, mentally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um but she nods and and heads out of the room. Anybody else have one they want to do, or I'm going to jump to, and I've got the doctor can jump into somewhere too. Um, yeah, the savvy's going to go talk to the captain, but we don't need to do that right now. Yeah, we'll we'll do a break scene before that. Um, so Doctor Joanne uh, is going to meet with uh, Yezabeth, I believe, since Yezabeth and Actually, it would be Tong, I suppose, wouldn't it? It would be Yezabeth and Tong, probably, uh, because they are the two that deal with Eva the most. Um, sure. So the two of you are probably, Tong and, and Yezabeth are probably uh, working on preparing some system that is getting, going to be uh, uh, modified um, near the library systems, because uh, Eva will be part of this uh, 
we'll, we'll be a, you're changing Eva's home and possibly parts of her brain. So you're going to be dealing with some of that. Um, when the doctor uh, enters the room where you guys are working, uh, you guys can have a little, if you want to have a, a set of discussion before that, you're welcome to. Um, to set up where you guys are at but uh you're probably in library access which is the main area where eva is um accessed i guess for lack of a better term dr foxwell is not there he is off doing something with the uh the emh and ssh programs um uh, general maintenance stuff and and all that it's nothing nothing like untoward as far as you're aware um I think we've got a like uh, a, a holographic diagram of the shuttle or of the ship uh, up in the projected into the middle of the room. We've been going over Eva with Eva regarding uh, significant troubleshooting issues that might arise and how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, when she enters the room, uh, Yezabeth doesn't look as awkward as she did uh, during the. the the transporter crew. Uh, instead, she's much more focused on like the issues at hand and barely even acknowledges that somebody entered the room. Uh, she comes in the room and and uh, ensigns Yezabeth and Lieutenant Tong. Is that the name? Forgive yes. me. Hello. You are the resident. Uh, ship's experts on the computer system known as Synapse, along with Dr. Foxwell, who... Synapse. Uh, that's Eva. Eva, do you go by Synapse? Let me find it real quick. Um, synapse is... Oh, come on. Stand by. I will actually say what it, re- what it means because this is something Tong would probably know, but probably have forgotten. Um, where's it at? F3. Ah, it's an abbreviation. It's an acronym um, for the, the synthetic advanced cybernetic, whatever the, the, it's the official name. She's the Synapse Mark I uh, system, also known as EVA. It's an anagram. It's an anagram, yeah. Um, It's the official designation that uh, that the the doctors have given the 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 creators have given her, um, Hmm. which she will say. And if I find it, I will tell you what it means. But sure, it's in the it's in the Bible. (laughs) See, I'm 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 control effing for synapse, and I I'm not picking anything up in the Bible. Yeah, it should be there. Hmm. Control effing for S dot uh, Y? No, I did not. Try that. Nope. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, anyway. I'm not getting uh, it for Eva either, and I know she's in there, so. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, Elizabeth will uh, say, uh, yes, uh, uh, prototype. Um, yeah, unique in the galaxy. All right, so it's Synapse Eva Mark One Synthetic Integrated Neural Advanced Pathway System Enhanced Vehicle Automation Mark One. 
Jezebeth is going to say all that because she remembers it, even if I don't. Right. And she'll say, uh, yes, unique in the galaxy. I think I prefer the name Eva. Eva, what do you prefer? If I had to choose, I would choose Eva. Yeah, there we go. Well, they're both applicable. Dr. Joanne, uh, Eva. It's good to meet you, doctor, Eva says. The doctor kind of looks around, kind of, not suspiciously, but uh, uncomfortably. We're still working on a holographic uh, interface system and and avatar of of such. It it would make these introductions a lot more um, personable. Understandable. I am concerned that there may be some uh, uh, difficulties in integrating some of our new systems, some of our our intended systems with your bioneural gel pack network. And this, uh, she looks at the the thing, the... um, the Sung type uh, network. Uh, uh, oh my God, what the hell did he call it? What was Data's brain? Positronic, the Positronic oh, network. Yeah. Well, if you want to get technical, no, nothing can integrate uh, with a uh, Positronic network. The Positronic network is its own thing, but it can receive messages, or at least we can receive messages from it, allowing us to control the ship's systems, give it, uh, a, uh, give it uh, a holographic body, or let it talk. I mean, her talk. It is an independent network inside your computer system. That is interesting. Yes, exactly. That is so, n- not technology that we are familiar with. It's barely technology we're barely familiar with. I I think you could count the amount of people who can make can under, can truly understand a super type brain uh, on one hand. I either of you on that hand? Uh, my previous host Jorad was one of the uh, engineers who designed it. I see. I, I don't think he grasped all the finer details, but he uh, he he. You knew it probably more than most people. And you, Ferengi. Forgive me, uh, Mr. Tong. Right. Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't think I could uh, make another one, but uh, me and Eva get along, get along really well. Excellent. Well, then I will rely on you, and uh, she pulls right up Dr. Foxwell again. And I've not met Dr. Well, no, we met him in the shuttle bay. Uh, um, he, keep, he keeps himself quite busy. I, I'm, I'm sure uh, that the two of us should be able to handle anything you need. Yes, right, I, will, I will find him when I'm complete here. Uh, I have a series of tasks that need to be completed in, in disconnecting Eva's systems from the main power spy so that we may see what the unaltered efficiency of the vessel is. Uh, we did not take into account much of uh, the optimization done by your uh, AI system, and we would like to be able to get a baseline before we proceed. Well, surely you don't mean complete disconnection. It is, a, it is by system only. Uh, once the system, ah. once the diagnostics is complete, she can be reconnected. Ah, okay. Well, that would, should be would, Wouldn't it be more efficient to have Eva, you know, help, help along with this than trying to cut her out of the equation? Uh, 
it is possible. Um, but again, we're looking for a baseline of what the systems would function, how the systems function without her optimization. She kind of has a confused, like kind of a confused look on her face, like the system, all the, like Eva's there to make things more efficient. She doesn't understand the disconnect or the, the potential, you know. Well, I don't, I don't think there's, there's much precedent for, for taking Eva out of, I think the baseline is, is to have Eva on. If Eva's not in the ship, then something's gone really, really quite wrong. And we're, we're quite beyond um, baseline. Uh, it's okay, Tom. Uh, we can we can do a we can put her through a level three diagnostic. It'll be essentially as a shutdown, and we'll, won't allow her to interfere with any systems that are running. But only in that uh, engine, only in that part, it, only in that system of the ship. Right. I, I mean, I mean, going going system by system shouldn't shouldn't be a be a problem. I just think it's it's it's. It's just not not necessary. I think the goal is to uh, integrate this technology with other Starfleet ships, and they won't all have EVA. Right. Excellent. Uh, Glad to understand. She hands you the pad. Please, this is the system schedule. Uh, Elira will be arriving shortly to begin the procedures. Um, I would prefer if you begin with uh, the most critical system uh, that I am seeing is long-range sensors. Uh, that way we are not blind for too long, or at least not limited in sight for very long. Uh, I recommend we route systems around, and she shows you something on the ma- on, on the, the schematic of the ship, to, to route sensors through this array so that we do not lose full fidelity of the, high, of the long-range systems. However, sensors will be in limited visibility for some time. Uh she um Elizabeth starts biting her nail as she uh goes oh but the, the sensors well uh i mean half the ship is sensors you can't imagine we, we we shouldn't need to take them all offline would we of course not it is mostly the long range and uh it is the high fidelity long range sensors that we'd be taking offline primarily uh, you will still have your navigational sensors uh, and planetary scanners, things of that nature. She'll nod. She'll say, "Okay, uh, yeah, I think we can we can work that out, right, Don?" Yes, yes. Uh, in in fact, I've been I've been working on a on, on a on a project thanks to uh, some of some of the the stuff earlier with the uh, working working on an idea about time. Uh, by by bypassing the the sensors through uh, external holographic communication arrays and then channeling them through the deflector dish, that should actually you know help offset some of that long range fidelity. It it wouldn't be nearly the same, but it'd be better than nothing. Yezebeth is immediately going to take issue with that, and we don't have to play it out. I think it's just a very technical conversation, but right. that's the two of them begin arguing about. Mm-hmm. Inane technical details. Doctor Doctor Joanne will be like, I, if you'll excuse me, I must meet with, uh, I must find this Doctor Foxwell and speak with him, um, as I need to have a greater understanding of this uh, synapse system before I can. <sighs> oh well, uh, you 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 could talk to Eva. Nobody knows Eva better than Eva. Yes. Right, Eva. 
Eva says, Dr. Foxwell is an expert in my systems. However, you are technically correct, Tong. No one knows me better than I know myself. There you go. No need to bother Foxwell. Joanne's like, uh, yes. Smiles, just kind of like an awkward, like uncomfortable, very uncomfortable uh, smile and look on her face. And she just kind of turns and walks out of the room. Jezebel doesn't even notice it. Instead, she goes, why don't we just route the, the sensors through the captain's razor? Because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Neither does the reflector, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, with that, uh, Dr. Joanne is going to go talk to Dr. Foxwell, which is an off-screen conversation, clearly. Um, uh, is, that does have absolutely no reason for me to talk to myself. Um, <laughs> my own entropy. My own, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm gonna play my own game now. <laughs> um, in the meantime, uh, Alira is going to head down to where Tong and them are. Uh, and Onet is going to go talk to the captain. Does anyone have anything before Dasavi talks to the captain? No. Although if you guys want to bring a technical advisor, I'd love to have the character in the scheme, but it's up to you. We're talking to the captain. Yeah. I mean, no. talking about uh, I, you guys are talking about the eugenics or something. Yeah, they're talking about about Alira's situation and not the ship stuff yet. The ship yeah, stuff does have to come up though at some point. That would be a thing because you're going to take sensors offline. The captain probably needs to know that. Um, at the very least, at the very least, a conversation of the cat or, or or a text message to the captain that the shield. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how, about, how about we can say we've sent him a report and that way it can come up and let's see. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and a report of what? Oh well, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have it ding through when it comes up. And I'll tell you what it is. So Yesbeth and Tong have sent the captain a report. They they will be, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna have it happen okay. while you guys are talking. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. I wanted to clarify because the Savi's not sending a report. Uh she is not writing a damn thing down. Right. About right. Savi is actually going that. to talk She's, to the captain. Right. Yes. So while the not two thinking of, anybody else. <laughs> right. While the two of you are talking, I will have the message arrive from Tong and Yesbeth as to what is going on, what they are gonna be doing. And I was just saying, if, if if you feel the need to bring any of my characters in, I would love to be in the scene. But right. if not, that's okay too. Okay. Yeah. No, that that that's a very private conversation because if we're going to do some ethical fuckery, we're going to keep that off book. <laughs> right. Who's I mean, renewal? Uh, renewal is you, right, Jack? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's my counselor, counselor character. Yeah, he will not be in the scene because that would be awkward. You do have a Starfleet intelligence officer that might be useful. Yeah. Maybe. Put that out there. Let's start with the first conversation and see where it goes from there. Um, So you arrive on the bridge and uh, I assume you have not given him heads up that you're on your way. Um, So you arrive on the bridge and Ambrose is uh, looking over the security specifications because, you know, he and Mills would probably be doing that uh, as to what security systems are going to be modified and what systems would be offline and for how long and um, that sort of thing. having discussions of you've, you've received reports where they, they uh, wanted to take the entire phaser bank system offline, but clearly that's not something that anyone wanted to do. So they're trying to figure out how to schedule it so that you have rotating phaser banks going down at different times. So you never lose full phaser bank control, but you might lose torpedo control. And that's just the kind of, you know, that's what's going on. Um, Savi will walk over to Ambrose and uh, appear to be engrossed in what they are engrossed in and will telepathically say, 
needed a word privately. Uh, yeah, I'll just type a few things on this pad and hand it over to Mills. See to it, this is all handled. Doctor, I believe I need to have a word. Am I ready, Room? Yes, sir. You head in the ready room, the door slides open and closed. And uh, Eva, activate privacy mode, please. Privacy mode activated. Thank you. So the Hadal were kind enough to give us uh, effects on their biology, anatomy, common medical histories, things of that nature. And Eva needed a real-time scan to calibrate everything to our systems. At which point we discovered the Hadal with their heavy focus on intelligence. Perform forced sterilizations on any citizens they deem not up to standard along with their parents. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. I assume our guests are currently in good health otherwise. Aside from evidence of significant cellular death, yes. Anytime we need, we meet a new species out here, there's always the risk of incompatible moralities, ideals, societies. There is. This goes Starfleet beyond incompatible. Has... Starfleet has protocols, directives in place to help define our actions in these situations. We do. I don't like the idea of this any more than I believe you do. But are you suggesting any particular course of action? At this point, I'm not entirely certain what I'm suggesting. At the very least, and I'm certain the Admiralty will not go for this, if they were 
refuse to stop such barbaric and unethical practices, I think we should stop association with them. They can stand on their principles all they like, and I understand we have to stand on our protocols. But sacrificing our own morals for the sake of efficiency is, to put it bluntly, bullshit. I can add that sentiment to my report. Feel free to quote. I'm sure I can have a conversation with Admiral Aralani. And perhaps even others at Starbase 173. But if I know Starfleet, and I believe I do, the technological advancements associated with, well, our association outweigh the moral squeamishness of our Starfleet ideals. No doubt. If we didn't have so much to gain from this, I'm sure we, I'm sure this would be an easy conversation. Advancement can come from many places and in many different ways. I have no doubts. If nothing else, our incredibly skilled teams of engineers could reverse engineer whatever upgrades have been made from that point or from this point. If that helps the argument. This goes beyond just our ship. No. I could contact the Admiral and stand on principle and be ordered to comply, as I'm sure I would be. And I'm happy isn't the right word, but willing to go through that song and dance. but we're not in a position to pass judgment on their society. At which point you get the message from Tong and Elizabeth stating that they will be taking the long range sensors. The, the high fidelity sensors will be coming offline. You'll be reliant on secondary sensor systems for the next several hours. When it comes to eugenics, everyone, is in a position to pass judgment. We've seen this play out time and time and time again through history. There's a reason we have very strict 
requirements for the species that we bring into the Federation. I have no doubt that the Hidal will not be admitted into the Federation. But that's not going to stop our higher-ups from taking every opportunity to get everything we can out of them. And by continuing to associate with them, even if it is just to use them, as it were, Silence is, silence makes you. I don't disagree. I could order the work halted, speak with the Admiral. I'll do so, because this is something I believe in. But I'm not sure we can take it any further than that. I can't throw this engineering team in the brig for our own laws and moralities. No, I I can kick them off the ship. That's my prerogative as captain until I'm ordered by the Admiralty and or relieved of my command. Then we can have ensigns welcoming guests onto the ship in Starfleet's behalf. But unless you're suggesting we go renegade and take the Europa on a rogue one-ship mission to overthrow the government of the Hadal, I'm merely trying to temper your expectations of what we're actually going to be able to accomplish here. No, I understand. I I have no grandiose fantasy of affecting change on a large scale in a planet that isn't part of the Federation. If somebody were to suggest to an affected party that Starfleet does not believe in such ideals and holds holds such ideals to be very problematic, if somebody were to suggest that further association would be difficult if a societal change is not discussed, if somebody were to inform our guests as to the policies in charge for diplomatic amnesty, asylum, assistance in our humanitarian practices, Well, then, perhaps those individuals may be able to carry those sentiments back home. Point taken. We can only do so much until we're asked. And then it comes down to... How loud the voice is that's asking. She doesn't really respond verbally 
Um, but you get a, a sense of resigned agreements. There is a sort of bouncing off of that from Ambrose. There is a very concerted effort to stifle disappointment, shame. I'll do what I can from here. At the very least, I will voice my concerns and objections as to any further more advanced association with this species, or at least its current government ethics. Appreciate it, Captain. There were other things I had to discuss with you, but I don't believe now is the time. She's nods. If there's nothing else. Uh, no, not. All right, dismissed. We will exit the bridge and return to the med bay. Okay. Kostra. Uh, yes, Captain. Put a pause on any current refit operations. Uh, are you sure, Captain? We're really getting somewhere with these. All right. If you say so. You're the boss, I guess. I'll go over to my desk and start typing in uh, the Admiralty. All right. We'll come back to that conversation in just a second. Mm -hmm. um, Lyra and John arrive in the section where Tong and Yezimuth are. Um, Lyra kind of rushes in. Um, John's right behind him. Right, 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 right behind her. He's clearly like still fairly asleep and isn't his uniform isn't fully tucked in or anything like that. He's not, he's not, he's not as presentable as the rest of them have been. Um, uh, Alira says, I'm please, please forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm late. I, I had to stop by the med bay and then I had to find John who it turns out he discovered where your uh, hollow sweets are. Um, and he spent, entirely too much time and energy in there um have we already started the work um uh, i believe that uh dr juan wanted us to begin by turning turning the uh high fidelity sensors offline real quick out of character did the captain order them to put a pause as well or not yeah but coaster probably do that in just a second i mean uh, okay. Uh, it's up to you. I mean, he he didn't direct, yeah. he directly ordered Coaster to put a stop to it. It has not. Okay. It hasn't gone I, beyond I, that. I mean, I'm a, I'm okay having that have happened off 
screen. I just wanted to confirm whether it was also this uh, this mm-hmm. upgrade as well. Yeah, the the intent was to stop everything. Okay, in that case, she'll she'll give an apologetic shrug and she'll say, uh, "Captain's ordered to put a stop to the operation." Where um. Uh, just just uh, re- reviewing some of the specifications and uh, scheduling plans, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I see. Um, well, it puts you behind schedule, but uh, it is your ship. Um, yes, but we'll say, well, it'll give us time to refine. That That's always worth something. Sure. I will be happy to answer any questions. Uh, I see you have the schematic of the ship up. Perhaps we can uh, uh, go over some additional refinements. Um, there's always mm-hmm. more we can do. So, mm-hmm. okay, excellent. Uh, John, please uh, just have a seat. Um, the uh, Ambrose, you get the Admiralty on the line. You get, well, Admiral Arlani on the line. Okay. Captain, what can I do for you? Admiral, I, uh, I'm sure you're kept up to date on our arrangement with the Hadol. Yes. Yes. Uh, Captain Saval said that the, pers- the, the upgrades to the Mackinac were uh, far beyond uh, what he expected and that the Mackinac is running at a higher efficiency than it ever has. I've heard good things and the technical specifications and refitting schedule looks promising. Excellent. Unfortunately, my chief of medicine, what do we call a chief medical officer? Chief, my chief medical officer has brought to my attention a troubling issue, one that I believe is incompatible with Starfleet operations, Federation operations. Go on. I'd be surprised if you weren't aware of this already, but I've we have gotten word some knowledge that they have unique traditions unique traditions I think forced sterilization goes beyond unique traditions he's got a look on his face like that is news to him I would agree there is evidence of this yes Our chief medical officer performed a scan voluntarily by such an affected individual. Apparently, it's a common practice among these people to cut the lineage short anytime there is a flaw. It is a disheartening discovery.
the Federation's position with this species is not on solid ground. We've signed a treaty for mutual ex- for, for mutual exchange of ideas and information. That is something we will have, perhaps have to revisit. What I think a mutual exchange of morality needs to happen first. I don't have to tell you, Captain, that it is not the Federation's policy or purpose to impose our our will or morality on anyone. No, this association may be viable. What actions have you taken? I've put a halt to the current refit. One that I will submit to on moral and ethical grounds. It matters where advancement comes from. We've learned this time and time before in dealings with other races. There's a reason we didn't get in bed with the Dominion. There's a reason we take... There's a, minion, there's a reason we have had trouble with the Romulans in the past. The Klingons, even, before. Even still. <laughs> I'm not going to order you to do anything at the moment, Captain. But let me... Let me talk with the other Admiralty, with the Federation Council. We do have a treaty. It is signed documentation. We may be in a position where we cannot refuse, or that we cannot. We may be obligated to provide our information and technology regardless. I will let you know. In the meantime, don't do anything that would further antagonize any of our guests at the moment, please. I'll hold up up my diplomatic responsibilities. My career may have gone a different path than I intended to when I first left the academy. The war sold of that. But I'm not a stranger to diplomacy, administration. There's no agreement that can't be rewritten. We are under no obligation to these people, especially if that obligation was not made with all good faith and with all information on the table. Again, the Federation does not impose morality on other civilizations, Captain. No, but we will stand for our own. Or I will. Agreed. We'll see what we can do to handle the situation. In the meantime, do your best. Keep them comfortable. And I'll get back to you. I appreciate that, Admiral. Arlani out.
And we also have one more scene before I wrap up. I have a, another scene that I want to do before we wrap up, but uh, uh, I would I would like to see how um, Delphine is coming with that. Uh, seeing if she can reverse the the process. Mm, nice. All right. Because um, yeah, let's do that first because that may alter what Dasavi has to say to Alira. Go ahead and give me a roll. Um, I'm going to say difficulty is going to be three because you're only doing research, not trying to actually do any anything. Difficulty is three. Uh, xenobiology would apply. Uh, the ship can assist. Uh, would internal medicine apply? Yes. Okay. Uh, I am going to go ahead and spend six momentum. That. Oh, you, you know, we do have that uh, that that powerful yeah. boon that Ev bought us as well. I don't know what what Jeff, your plans are for that. But. That'll hold on for next session if we don't use it right now. Okay. Since we're obviously not going to nice. be, we're not going to be completing the session today. Uh, so that's one, two, three, four, five. Plus the ship got one. Uh, you don't have any assist currently. Three was difficulty, so you have three momentum. Uh, theoretically, yes, it could be done. It would require replication technology that is currently theoretical in the Federation. Um, the same technology that was used to replicate Worf's spine would be required. I don't remember that episode very well. What did they need to do to get a hold of that? Uh, it was an experimental thing that they were doing that Beverly kind of shot down and said, you can't, the doctor who was doing things was quite unethical in the way she was doing them. Um, so the technology still exists. It's out there, but it's kind of like still in the super experimental phases because of the, gotcha. the way so the doctor did things. So it, so it only exists in the experimental form. Correct. It would be, it would be something that would be beyond the normal kin of what the Federation would do, but it is theoretically possible. Okay. Super convenient. You have a doctor who is all about experimental medicine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, Delphine will take her research. I'm sure she likes to look through like medical journals and all that kind of thing. Uh, 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 did like the, the science math uh, to determine what was possible. And I think she is just going to forward that over to uh, Dr. Oniant without comment. I think I think after a difficult conversation with her daughter and with the captain, um, she would probably uh, make sh making sure that nothing else needed to be handled, go to her quarters to meditate and pray. Okay. Um, with that, uh, Doctor Joanne. We'll be headed to the bridge. I will delete all of these because this will be the last scene for the session. Um, Dr. Joanne enters the bridge. Uh, I assume that Ambrose is probably back on the bridge, um, having completed his conversation with the, the Admiral. Captain, I'm informed that you have put an end to or a halt to our... Uh, 
upgrades. May I inquire as to why we are on a schedule? Doctor, let's talk about this in my ready room. If you insist. She follows you into the ready room. It's come to my attention that the way your people do things and the way the Federation does things conflict in matters. Matters that have nothing to do with your technical expertise or the job being performed now, but matters that are very important to myself, my crew, and the core of the Federation. She just kind of looks at you, doesn't say anything. As you said, there are subtle nuances in our cultures, in every culture. The Federation is not one to insist one way or the other as to these nuances. But if we do find an incompatibility, is something we are taught to stand for, at least on an individual level. On an individual level, I understand that individuals are individuals and the body politic is something entirely else. You were referring to some cultural incompatibilities, Captain? Those have little place in engineering. We both stand to benefit greatly from this exchange of ideas and information. What makes up a Starfleet starship is more than wires and L cars and bioneural gel packs. Starfleet ship is its crew. It's meaning it represents the very fiber of starfleet the federation and all the races that are a part of it introducing introducing anything that goes against that diminishes the ship the crew our federation There's an efficiency beyond speeds, fuel numbers. I'm in no position to argue my point of view with you. I'm in no position to make any demands. And while you are here, you will be shown every hospitality. That is our way. It's something we believe in. But I won't compromise that moral fiber of my ship. Mm. I see the reputation for the Federation's 
preachiness is well earned. Very well, Captain. If no further upgrades are to be conducted aboard this vessel, I will return to my quarters and await transport away from this ship. I believe our superiors are having conversations at the moment. I would advise you not leave hastily, as I said. You are welcome aboard this ship. Are we? We have moral incompatibilities, you say. Not that we have... I am certain that there are those that our people have overlooked as well. Our peoples are more similar, I think, than dissimilar, Captain. I would agree. But I am only an engineer. The body politic, as you call it, is something beyond my scope of expertise. And I am merely the captain of one starship. But an exchange of understanding can start with individuals. At which point, there is a huge explosion aboard the ship. Uh, the ship is rocked hard, lights flickering, power conduits exploding. The, you are both spun to the floor as the ship is, is uh, careening off course. Um, you are knocked against the wall and some things, some sparks and some, some beams come down and all the lights go dim and I'm going to end it right there. Can't reveal like what caused it. Not yet. That'll happen next session. Okay. Uh, well, cause mostly you won't know what happened until you have a time to do some stuff. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, Ambrose would make sure to try to like protect the doctor. Yeah. It's a, like if a beam's coming down, he's going to like throw himself on top of her. Yeah. Um, we'll get to, we'll get to the, the after effects. Um, yeah. Next session. Uh, the, there's more to be had. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. on that note, what moment stands out most to you this <sighs> evening? Man with the character whiplash again, Jeff, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I do what I can. You, you, you can't throw that at Ambrose and then be like, hey, Tong. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Oi. No, it, it was it was great. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, de def definitely topics got real. Um, there there was a there was a vague things are going to get real announcements uh, in in the beginning, but perhaps going forward, maybe a more specific trigger warning yes. uh, announcement by maybe in order. More will continue um, for next session. So yeah, there will be additional things added next session. So we'll get yeah. that. Uh, but I think, I think so far it's been handled well. I, I will say Ambrose is um, man, that, that is a, that is a tough line to toe as, as a captain of a starship because I'm, I am very much on Evelyn slash Dasavi's side <laughs> and uh, and uh, the Midnight Tavern in in chat. Actually, he's one of the uh, the giveaway sponsors, uh, I believe, says Nukem from Warp. And I'm like, well, all right, sure. <laughs> but I can't do that as Ambrose. Uh, you can. You have the I power. Can. I suppose I could. Yeah. Uh, Not if they take our phaser banks offline. Let's let's do actually go renegade and perform a one ship operation to overthrow the Hadal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Europa has the potential to destroy an entire world, but... 
Uh, anybody else have a moment stands out to them? Uh, I really liked the. Sorry, I, I I know I've already been talking. I really liked the the introduction scene, uh, meeting the Hadol and and getting to introduce individual characters. I think everybody had really good uh, conversations, showing off their particular characters in that introduction. I could see it as 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 a scene in a Star Trek episode. Right. I thought that was really good. I thought it was important to make sure that you actually got got to meet these characters before anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm glad we we got to see more Kostra and have Kostra bounce off of uh, Nial so well. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wish we'd gotten more. Maybe uh, we still- we're not done yet. Mm-hmm. We got a whole episode left. We got two board engineers sitting in a room together with nothing to do right now. And a ship yeah. just got the ship just got like, some kind right. of massive disaster that just happened to it. So. Sure. Yep. I was have fighting my instincts to to throw out all kinds of uh, contingency measures, like scrambling fighters and rerouting sensors and whatnot. But I'm like, no, okay, this is how drama happens in a show. I just gotta let the bad things happen. <laughs> I I had something. If you were gonna send Jisa and, and or shuttle out, I had something that was gonna happen that would have mm. would have mm. it would have they would the same thing would have happened regardless. Um, but it would have been. It'd have been just that one more bit of tension, right? Um, if Jesus had been out there, mine is a small thing. Uh, I really liked uh, the interaction between Tong and uh, Yesbeth while they were talking with the doctor. I thought uh, that that was a really good yeah. interpersonal scene. Yeah, I I like seeing some of the smaller moments uh, mm-hmm. between the crew. I think it's important to see those moments because I think that's what really adds the the character. Um, adds a dimensions to the character that aren't normally there. I, I do want to see more Yesbeth and Tong. And I think it, I think it went really well today because I think we got to see more Yesbeth and Tong than Hage and Tong, as we've seen in, in previous interactions. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I need to set these up so I don't forget. So Yesbeth and Tong are trapped in a room with. Uh, Alira uh, and John. Yeah. Uh, we got not that one. We got Ambrose is in his ready room with Dr. Joan. Uh, we've got Kostra, who I, I, I really wanted to see more Kostra in this episode, in an episode. So I thought it would be a good idea to bring him out. I know you wanted to have less Kendall and more Elizabeth and whatnot. So we got more Elizabeth, but I also wanted to get, I, I thought we don't see Kostra nearly enough. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we see Kostra enough. I don't feel like we need. To, I I feel like a little Kostra goes a long way. So <laughs> that is true. He does. He is a lot of character to deal with. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think we've really had a lot to. Exp- I don't think we've seen a lot to be able to I, to, to know the good. character real well. He's a, he's a kind of a one trick pony. The moment I kind of wanted to see some more, and I think we got that. I think I think as my moment for the night. I think I actually really liked being able to see Kostra take pride in this ship and try to show it off a little bit and maybe flirt a little bit with this alien who is also, you know, super into engineering. And uh, I liked that. I don't know how much of that on entendre you meant that laying pipe thing to be, but it was super, <laughs> super entendre. <laughs> uh, oh. uh, I almost said something, but like, nope, 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 nope. It's Star Trek. And there's no way that character would get that reference anyway. Or even if it was a, re- even if it was a reference, there's no way she would get that. And this is Star Trek does not do that. Orville, 
I'd have made that reference. <laughs> it was unintentional, but I don't. Re- I regret nothing. I regret nothing. <laughs> it was unintentional on Brian's part. It was fully intentional on Coaster's part. <laughs> um, all right. Did you have anything else you wanted to add, Evelyn? To the what um, moment stands out most? Yeah, I think the moment that stands out the most was not just the forced serialization, but the damage, the extent of the damage done. Mm. Like it's something that, at least the way described it or the way i heard it uh was something very intensive and painful and and overall damaging not just let me take out your organs right so i i went with and this is a a bit of the behind the scenes stuff for those trying to figure out where where my mentality is coming from when i wrote this um during the 1940s 50s and mostly 40s and 50s uh, in both Germany and the U S there was a lot of chemical sterilization. Um, and some of the techniques they used, especially in Germany around the 1940s stuff that Mengele was doing, um, was extremely damaging. Like it's essentially just an overdose of chemotherapy, um, in targeted areas. Um, so that's kind of where I went with the mentality of like the, like, Biologically, there everything is still there. It just nothing works anymore because of the amount of damage that was done, and that is kind of right. where what informed my my medical proceeds for this episode. So it's really jarring to see in such a an intelligent based, technologically technologically advanced society. Mm. Yeah, that's that's why I did it. There's more to come. Yeah. <laughs> no not drawing in a bad way like yeah, yeah it was it yeah yeah i mean that's, it did its job yeah that's what i was hoping for and like i said there's there's more to come i i have set the stage for part two so mm. it's uh it's it's that with that's that intelligence versus wisdom attribute right, uh right. conversation well you also have expanded out you also have this you know intellect versus tradition and and progress versus you know tradition mm-hmm. um kind of thing so um all right anybody else have a moment that stand out most stands out most that was we'll finish up with that one all right who do you think best embodied their character tonight i am gonna go with uh my personal uh because i think no one's uh, i'm gonna go with coaster because i think i got to see something new from him so anybody else I think Ambrose writing that line between I'm a captain, this is what I have to do. And also I'm a person and these are my personal morals. Yeah. One of the things I watched an episode of Orville the other day that I don't think they did, a, did the wrong thing, but I wanted to see more from the captain, more from, from Ed Mercer um, in, in a stance of morality. It's yeah. the, the end of the two Topas episode. Yep. Um, I understand that that is why it wasn't there. And I, and I don't think it was the wrong thing to do in the, in the current climate of television. I like that Ambrose is willing to take a stand, um, for his beliefs, even if it may not, he's not enforcing that belief on anybody else, but he's, he's saying, this is where I draw the line. And I, I like to be able to see that, that, that is a thing that we're doing. Um, I had not really anticipated you doing that. Um, Mostly because I don't think I really anticipated you guys to run with that revelation quite as hard as you guys did. Yeah, um, I will say it, it felt like we ran with it a bit too much. And I, I'm just as guilty as anybody about that. No, I mean, we, I think we can all agree that it's disgusting and not something that we should be endorsing in any way. 
But I do think there's something valuable to having uh, characters at least um, weighing it a bit more. And I kind of wish we'd had a little more weight of the... Um, I think it shows a nice, strong moral conviction to the, 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 the especially that the captain and the first officer are on the same I, page. I so. think the the, yeah, convers- the contrasting discussion that we had between Desavi and and Ambrose did exactly that. Well, then maybe I'm just bummed I didn't get to be part of it. So. That, yeah, <laughs> All right. that's fair. Impossible. That's fair. Uh, and there's, I mean, there's more. Again, there's more to be had. So there's, we're gonna have more revelations next session. Um, I'm getting all my warnings in now because I'll probably forget them next time. Um. I won't. <laughs> anyway, so did you have anyone? Uh, what did you have for best character? Best embodied their character. Who best embodied their character? Ambrose, Jack. Uh, yeah, you can ask Ambrose. See, he's more here than I am. Um, apparently, uh, no. I I was going to say uh, Evelyn and and Dasavi as taking that stand and having that conversation and being the very personable, very. Um, individual very moral stance figure that i had to very reluctantly contrast with the protocol book right (laughs) i I think there was a lot of good uh good back and forth there like you have to do something okay what do you want me to do well i don't know (laughs) i don't know what can you do what is the limit of what we can do (laughs) yeah exactly i i think that was a fantastic conversation i think uh evelyn did a great job of playing up that side and forcing me to play the other side. <laughs> yeah. I like putting the crew in a situation in this case where Ambrose has the, has the ability to take a stance morally speaking, but mm-hmm. less so than everyone else on the ship. Um, because in the end it all falls on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of liked being able to see some of that contrast. I, I like that Daphine especially was like, this is, yeah, this is terrible. I'm going to fuck you people. I want to go fix this. Yeah. So, well, I will say she she didn't say I'm going to go fix it. She researched the possibility. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So I, she. I, An action was taken. I like that the action was taken is a, is a progressive, mm-hmm. not progressive. That's not the right word. I'm right. Proactive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A mentality, which I, I, I like. I thought that was really it, I thought that was really good. It, it reminds me in feel very much like the uh, the Enterprise era episode, the Progenitor, I think it was, uh, with with the with the people who had like a, a male and female, and then there was that also third gender that was required for reproduction. Mm-hmm. If anyone remembers that episode, there there was some of that feel to it. I and vaguely uh, Trip did something crazy, like like he like kidnapped the the non-binary character and taught them taught them how to how to read and how to be an individual and it was this whole thing oh yeah Uh, i would love to see whether it be Delphine, uh, delphine or um i mean anybody somebody to take a drastic way out of line uh you know stance and and do something like that i think that would be interesting yeah um if we're gonna get into like what what we would like to see next time uh, I will say one thing I, I kind of wanted to get into with Delphine um, is I feel like that uh, the Denobulans have a very interesting take on this whole thing. Because. Mm. Uh, well, Denobulans uh, are, are pro genetic modification, so. Right. So I think that they might take the idea of bodily autonomy to an extreme, even for humans. Right. Uh, so I think it'd be interesting for her to engage in this in um, discussion at some point. Yeah. Um, well, there's going to be there's going to be stuff happening in sickbay, so we'll get more of that. And there's sure. also the Bashir precedent that 
people in the Federation. I mean, they had to go around Federation law to do it, but Bashir was apparently born with some uh, some some mental handicaps yes. and mm-hmm. then was genetically modified to well overcompensate right. for them. So the Federation, whether it admits to it or not, has the if not the technology, the association to this technology to handle handle this in a much better way. Well, they definitely have the technology. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a taboo. Yeah. Like it is literally a taboo. Yeah. Right. One of the things that you are, you guys should, should be finding and that uh, should become, I, I was hinting at this episode and it may become more clear is that your, your medical technology is in a lot of ways more advanced than theirs. Um, it's one that. thing the Federation is really good at is the Federation is probably the most advanced civilization when it comes to medicine. Um, so I think that was something I was trying to hint at, but not come out right and say, which I can do after the fact, it doesn't matter, but um all right so what uh what did you or your character i know what what did you see tonight that you want to see more of what what just in general what themes or character moments or whatever that that you saw tonight that you are looking forward to seeing more of that sort of thing going forward that's a difficult question so i think we've already talked a lot about that yeah in the other in the other topics i will say I was pleasantly surprised by Arlani's reaction to to Ambrose taking a stand because yeah. I expected the Admiralty, as the Admiralty always does in Star Trek, to be like, "Shut the fuck up, sit down, you're a captain, do the job." <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't expecting to get such a favorable response yeah. from the Admiral. Yeah, I feel like I, I I do still kind of feel like we needed a little more of a devil's advocate. Uh, and usually that's the admiral's role. Oh, I'm sure the rest yeah. of the admiralty is going to have going to play the part oh, they usually play. Yeah, but it was nice to see be... Aralani is like an actually decent admiral. Right. Somehow you get that extra pit, those extra bars on your collar and you lose all sense of morality. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of evil admirals. So yeah. I, I'm like, all right, Aralani is going to be a good guy. That was refreshing. Aralani does work for people who are probably evil admirals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of why I think it should be a player character uh, who's the devil's advocate. But I don't know who it would be. And like, that's such a... Uh, it's a, a hard stance to take, especially yeah. on a live stream. Because really you're you're uh, taking... Yes. Yeah. One, you're taking a stance that's probably against you yourself personally in most cases. Right. But two, like, how do you advocate for Nazis? Like, it's yeah, hard right. to do that. <laughs> no, I know. I'm thinking mainly narrative-wise, not, yeah. not ethically. I, uh, I have every intention of of going the, the route uh, at some point as the NPCs, not not necessarily the characters that are you've, you've met so far, but like there will be a point when the pressure, I will have to advocate for stuff that I do not personally believe in. <laughs> sure. No, so. nobody, uh, nobody's gonna, I don't think anybody would dare say that like, you having characters voice those opinions right. is the same thing. It's, it's have, have you met story. the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Let me introduce you to the internet. Uh, right. They're a great, horrible bunch. There's, it's a wonderful place to not live. Um, all right. If you could change one thing about this session, what would it be, Brian? I know you already had your, your thing, but if anything else. No. Jack. I would love to see more of, I would love to see more of Evelyn's characters. Uh, we didn't see many, much of them this session. I would love to see Mills or O'Connor. Uh, get some get some air done. Just yeah. get them right out there. I don't think there was too much really for either of them to do in the moment. No, this um, is it a was, it this was a very heavy episode. Yeah, yeah. This is a chief yeah. medical officer episode, which I wrote before yeah. I started working on this episode. Before one, before the uh, the Roe v. Wade decision was come out, and two, I started working on this before 
we had even killed off Hage. So this is just, I finally got around to being able to actually like to do it. Sure. So. I, I, I suppose what I want to say is uh, if we, if we end up having like split divided scenes, yeah. I would love to see Evelyn have a character in more than just the one scene. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So when we start the next session, it'll, it'll be very similar to that episode. Uh, uh, the captain's day, I think is the, name of the episode where the ship's been hit and everything's offline and they got to get everything back together. Um, it's not going to be quite as dramatic as that because the enterprise is a way bigger ship. Um, but a lot of that will be there. There's going to be a lot of, at least when we first start out, there's going to be a lot of separation between the characters and we'll have to work towards that. In addition to the other things that are going on. So. I, I, I think in, in episodes where that is the main point, uh, like it sounds like the one coming up and last episode where we were very qu- like quit cuts between yeah. uh, all of these different places. I think that felt right, but I actually really, I, I think I do prefer on a normal episode, more of this pacing where you're dedicated to seeing a set amount of it characters i don't think everybody needs a character in every scene i don't think we need to see every character every episode because it just kind of feels like we're shoehorning things in things yeah. are getting too sp- too far spread out and let, let's just have individuals have their own story development without trying to mash everything together yeah i don't think you need to see like every character every scene and not everybody has to have a character in every scene but i do think if the the ship is going to split uh, uh up and we're going to have different plot lines all converging at certain points. Yeah, I think it, I I think we should seriously consider making sure that Evan's character. If you know, I I don't mean to speak for. Yeah, no, I, uh, I get where you're coming from, and yeah, it, it comes down to the way I like to do it is the way I try to do it. Anyways, I try to make sure that everybody has. I don't tell you guys what characters you can and can't have in scenes. Like you guys, you decide what you want to do pretty much every time. Sometimes scenes dictate this character should be there. Um, I like to keep it that way because some episodes it doesn't feel right to have a character like just uh jisa has really no place in in what we've seen so far in this episode um and i I think there's probably a place for mills um at least for mills if not o'connor um maybe o'connor over mills even but i don't know how much room there was in this what we've seen so far um i did have an intention of having them uh, Niala was going to go talk to Mills at one point about the weapon systems, but it didn't feel right to get it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I liked the chemistry, the unforeseen chemistry that we had between Coaster and uh, Niala. I did not plan that. I like that that chemistry happened, and I just I changed on the fly to to making that more a focus because I really like what we had there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, when, when, you it next, when it comes to next session, it's pretty easy for us to say. Mills was walking down the hall when everything went to hell. Well, she's on the bridge right now, probably. She's probably yeah, the person in charge of the bridge at the moment. Yeah, uh, that, Mills has, yeah. with the explosion, Mills absolutely has things to do. That's yeah. fair. If that's going to be a set piece, then great. Right. I'm happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Tonight, there were no scenes that I felt like I should have had a character in that I didn't. Yeah. Um, everything felt like it should have run the way it did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think there was either. I can't think of any specific ones. I'm just saying as a general sentiment. I right. love yeah. characters that I want to see more of them. Right. Uh, Ev, do you have anything you want to change about the this, this session? No, I don't think so. Uh, Jack, anything you want to change about the session other than a, a better spoiler, or not a spoiler warning, but a better uh, warning at the beginning? Bigger warning. Uh, uh, just, just having all of my brain cells intact yeah. for all of this. That's legit. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm actually... I, I just... I just sat back and let Ambrose be Ambrose and I'm 
it, it feels it feels weird like complimenting myself, but Ambrose really took over there, and I appreciate him doing that. Right. I sound like a crazy person, but you know, because <laughs> yeah. um, that whole moral fiber of the ship thing, I was surprised about that speech. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it's it's been a taxing time for me with this charity. It's it's something I'm glad to do, but man, has it been a lot. So I, I wish I had a little bit more to to give for each of these characters. Uh, but I, I think it, I think it went well. I don't think there's anything I would do differently. It's just, I, right. Yeah. Well, I do want to say next week, I do want to say that we will see more of this next week. And I think, uh, I want to give a warning now and I'll give it again, uh, beginning next week. There will be more discussion of bodily autonomy and rights, uh, in the next session, um, in particular, the right to life. Um, the the discussion will get uh, possibly more intense. I don't know what's going to happen yet. Um, I have a direction. I don't know where you guys are going to take it. So we'll see. Um, I think it it's a uh, surprising timing. Actually, this episode got to be done during your, your um, donation run. Um, that was not actually intentional. So I'm kind of glad it worked out that way. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, my position is pretty clear and if it isn't, we'll make it clear later, but uh I think absolutely donate to uh, to to Jack's uh, charity that's going on. I think it's an an important thing that we need to support on any level that you can, even if it's just tweeting this out and making sure that other people can see this. Mm. Um, these episodes are going to be up. The, they can be viewed anytime uh, over the next week uh, and several weeks and until I get them edited. I'm trying to make sure they get edited. Uh, the live episode is available until I get the 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 edit finished, um, and then the live goes away and the edit comes up in its place. Um, and I'm trying to get the edits out now on a schedule of every Tuesday, um, so you can watch that episode edited, uh, and then you can come back to that evening and watch the live version of the next episode. Uh, that's kind of my what I'm hoping for. Again, if you have the means to support uh, this charity that that Jack is 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 working with now, or really give to whatever charity you believe is the most appropriate for, for what you believe in. There needs to be people who will stand up and fight for the things that we believe in, especially with the loss of Roe v. Wade. Um, these are real, these are real things that can affect real people in the real world very soon. Um, and it just so happens do, that it came out that at that time. Right now so, do very much affect real people in the real world yes. right now, very um, seriously. And it can get, Never believe it can't happen here because it can and it has. So um, with that in mind, uh, we have never really gotten that political on this show, uh, but this is something that I do believe strongly in. I know Evelyn believes strongly in. Clearly Jack does. Um, Brian, we haven't discussed it, but I'm, I'm certain that you do in, in some capacity or another. Um, so again, that's, that's my, my spiel for there. Uh, if you like the show, please, even if you're not uh, able to donate, share, like, subscribe on uh, Twitter or not Twitter. I'm sorry. Twitch, uh, YouTube uh, or check us out on the podcast, the, which is the, the far more um, well-known aspect of our show. Um, you can also find us on Patreon if you like what the show is doing. Um, support the support our Patreon. Um, I would donate money from the Patreon to the cause. Uh, as soon as I can figure out how to do that on Jack stream, I tried to do it earlier and I couldn't figure it out. So I'll do it later. Um, 
But so anything you do for with us, like support the show, and you don't have the money to to either donate to the charities or to support the show, tweet us out, share it with a friend, tell somebody that you like the show. Uh, whatever. Spreading the word goes a long way. It goes a long way. Because even if you can't donate, if you tell five other people, they tell other people, somebody's going to be able to contribute. Yep. Uh, abortion need funds in states where it's now illegal is also a good place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, if you, again, if you can't do with this charity, find the charity that fits best for you, that is local to you, that you need, um, and, and help where you can, when you can take a stand and do whatever you can for as long as you can, for as many people as you can, um, wherever you can, um, rule 303 right anyway that's it for me uh i don't have anything else do you guys want to add anything else before we go all right it has been a fun session i'm hoping to get a lot more of this next session i think it's going to be some some heavy discussions next session so be ready for that and uh we'll see you next week